baby. It's time for the Jedi to end. Just like Carrie Fisher. Get it? Because she's dead. My name's Andy. With me, as always, make me wish I was dead, Muller. Sweet dreams on Muller's knees. Everybody <laughs> is waiting for Muller. Oh, death can't come soon enough. With us as well, stiff like Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. Braden. At your service. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and joining us today, returning guest here to tell us all about the camera shutters in The Last Jedi, Jonavision. <laughs> <laughs> We were yes, going on we're right. about those camera shutters for a good half Gotta an hour. Gotta make sure your yesterday. shutter speed is set right when you're filming, guys. <laughs> Wait, but can your shutter speed be faster than your frame rates? Oh, most definitely can. <laughs> that was the best Jono impression I've ever heard, Muller. Uh, no, that was what that I was, was saying. Oh, that's we, were, what you're... we were talking for like an hour about it, and Andy's just He's sitting like, there on his phone. What's with the time in between? I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, but if your shutter speed is slower than this, where does the time go? Where does it go? <laughs> Where's that information? <laughs> it, took, it took a few charts and graphs to figure it out. So, so uh, we're, at, we're at the movies last night. Well, I know we're going get to into, get into things, but mm-hmm. why on earth does Interact need commercials? <laughs> like, oh, the la- yeah. last time I checked, they had a bit of a monopoly on debit card and bank card transactions. Like, do they, do they need to advertise their service? Doesn't everybody use it already? Yeah, it's like a commercial for money. <laughs> It's like, don't forget to spend money out of your bank. Like I, I guess they come out around Christmas when people are just racking up their de- their their visas, I guess, or something. But I mean, I I get the ad maybe saying like, oh, it's going straight from your bank account instead of having a credit card, and then you get twenty percent interest because you can't pay it off. That but, ad, I guess, I, the ad that they played at the movie theater which shows some guy busking and everyone's paying with interest. I'm like, what are they advertising? And, and it's so weird because they're all playing, pay, paying with an e-transfer to this homeless guy who's playing the violin I have and not busking. seen this commercial at all. We, we watched it yesterday with us. I must have zoned out hard. I think I've seen a few movies with you where we've had that trailer. And and it's the weirdest thing because you've always complained about that you, you can't stand the e-transfer System, Andy. What? Oh yeah. I'd Anytime I try to pay you for a concert ticket, you're like, "What is this magic fake?" Because it's always like five dollars. Give me a five dollar bill, you jackass. Who carries around a five dollar <laughs> bill these days? We were sitting there. I have still. We, we were sitting there at the theater before we went in, and I'm like, "Hey, we should play some pinball." I go up to the machine. Oh, you need tokens to play. Okay, I'll go grab some uh, tokens out of the token machine. Uh, well, no, you need bills and coins to get these. To- Who the nice. hell is carrying around bills? So like- you got to go to the ATM and then to the token machine. You can no, get coins. No, no, you need a time machine. You got to go back to the <laughs> 80s, and then you'll be fine. Then we can play the pinball wow. for the perfect argument for having bills. How else could you play pinball? Yeah, and you're old. Always so upset about the e-transfer, though. It's like, That's dude, it's annoying. I gotta answer this question that hopefully you wrote down an answer that makes sense. Is it the answer what, that I was thinking see, of? The great thing is, Andy is it's uh, what street do you live on? And he gets it wrong three times, and the transfer rejects. It's like, why didn't you just write down the street you lived yeah. on? That was, dude. That was because I didn't know that was a question you set up. I thought that was uh, just a question like from my. Credit card information, which is not set to where I actually live. So. <laughs> Basically, in the Stone Age, this guy. Actually, speaking this of guy. all this, this is uh, our next sponsor on the show. Uh, brought to you by Banks in Canada. The best place to store your money is in a bank. Right. Great. I still get charged a dollar <laughs> transfers because of my bank being <laughs> old, so I never use them. <laughs> I use checks. 
I thought so. But anyway, so Andy's <laughs> complaining about all these e-transfers all the time. And I hate them. I, and I'm thinking, so all these people are standing around this homeless guy, setting him up as a contact in their e-transfer, yeah. setting up a question for him to answer. It does take a few minutes if you've never so, sent that person a transfer. They made it yeah, so it does. easy. Say, does, does he have an email address? I don't think yeah. he does. Do homeless He's guy, a homeless guy. Homeless people have, I don't think he was accounts? homeless. I think he was just busking. He pulls out his iPhone X for $1,400 US. Yeah. Oh, just uh, send, me, uh, send me some money over yeah. this thing. That ad, <laughs> the ad was so dumb. I was like, what yeah, was is pretty, happening here? I thought it would have been a good ad if... It was a new technology where you could press your phone up to their phone and then it would just do the money transfer, kind of like a tap yeah, that's feature. What, yeah. That's what I thought that they were advertising. That's what I thought too. Because they make it seem so easy, but I know that they're not because I've used the service. <laughs> also, the man teared up for getting all these e-transfers. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. They're like hugging and stuff. Oh, finally, He's I can so e-transfer you the money. everyone's generosity. Because <laughs> <laughs> it starts out with the guy, he can't seem to get anyone to give him money because everyone's paying with because everyone's paying with Interac, and then so he finally starts accepting Interac, and at the end they're all hugging and oh, I'm so glad that we were able to to send you this money and add you as a contact. And how did he save the money for the phone if no one's giving him money? Uh, yeah, there's a loophole in that Interac commercial. Can't you get that through like welfare stuff though? They supply you with a phone. I guess so. I don't They'll give you an homeless. iPhone X. Actually, I don't think he's homeless. If I think he's, he's just a busker. Well, if he's homeless, he, he doesn't pay rent, so he can save his oh. welfare checks pretty easy, I guess, right? So I have def I definitely don't remember this commercial at all. <laughs> I mean, I know what I was distracted. And by it was a the commercial theater, after so. the lights had shut off and everything. It was. Yeah, it was. It was a, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of commercials though. Yeah, a lot of Star Wars. Tie-ins. A lot of Star Wars Nissan commercials. and Star Wars, great. So, great marriage. if you hadn't figured out, <laughs> we saw Star Wars uh, yesterday. Last so, night at the time of this recording, which so, won't be when you hear it. So I think you picked <laughs> yeah. up, you picked up, we, I went and saw it at what, 6.30. I know this seems like an irrelevant detail, but it's, I promise you it's not. Uh, yeah. And so you picked up some tickets around 2.30 or so. Well, we went to a theater with no designated seating. I Usually I try and see that like opening night for big movies like this in the afternoon so I can avoid all this shit. But there was just no afternoon showing that wasn't uh, 3D, which oh. I avoid like the plague. So I bought tickets for a 2D show way early, like right after I got off work, which is early. And so we could actually have tickets. And then we decided we didn't know how early to get there. So yeah. we got and, there and at that point, stupid early. When you had bought them, it's, it's like, hey, the tickets are already low. That's what yes. the theater thing's saying. There's hardly any tickets left. And this is four hours before the show's even started. Yeah, this was way, yeah, like about, about four hours before. So it's a sold out Star Wars show pretty much. It's yeah, like, like it's going to be sold out by like, Probably four. So come along 5.30. Jonathan texts me, hey, uh, you guys want to see Star? Can I come along to Star Wars at the end? I'm like, I'm scratching my head saying, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, really know if they're going to have any tickets went. Have any tickets left. It was more like, hey, you want to do the podcast tomorrow? Last minute thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we're going to be talking, I, about, I initiated that, we're gonna be talking about Star Wars. We're going to go watch the movie that in an like hour. <laughs> oh, okay. Can I come? I kind of... Sure. <laughs> um, so... so at 5.30 when I've suggested this, <laughs> um, the tickets are, are, are sold out at that. Long sold out. Oh, so first off, I go to the website, and it shows available, like you can click on the 635 showing. I'm like, well, I guess it's not sold out. And then I need to log in to be able to buy tickets online. Oh, no. And, I, and it's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> well. It's not that inconvenient, man. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> no, but you have, to, many, you have to like create a user for You have to create a user thing? account. I'm like, do I? Did it I, I remember minutes. buying I tickets the other night. You're gonna get some egg on your face when this story's Any, done. Anyway, <laughs> so sorry. I hate that so much. So I I, I created an account, and I had. That's when I found out that it was sold out. I had to create it <laughs> because it won't show you that it's sold out till after. That's you great. They lure you right that's the fuck in. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad. Classic. I swear there are a lot of other internet things that do that where you. You you log in for one particular purpose, but you can't find out whether you can. I, I don't I have always, a good example. I, I hate it. Stuff like when you're buying a ticket for some show, but it's like some different ticket, like the venue's website that you use like maybe twice a year. It's or not Ticketmaster. Like it's some yeah, dumb and then, extra thing. And then yeah, you go to buy a ticket like six months later, and they're like, uh, log in, and you're, you're trying to remember your password. Yeah. But they all have these different password requirements mm-hmm. and yeah. shit. And you're it's trying annoying. to remember. And then you got to oh, I hit the forgot password. They send you a confirmation. All this shit. See, yeah. just to sign. It's like just let me buy the fucking. Thing. <laughs> I, w- I would have remembered my password because they always say you can log in with Facebook sometimes, which is yes. which is a nice feature. Because not know, always though. Yeah, not always. But I would have been really happy if they let you log in with your Neopets account because I would have remembered all my login information for oh, every time. Then because you haven't stopped using it, or I just always into the Neopets. What was your I'll password for Neopets? Uh, Big Furries Pets. fan Susan. Susan, my daughter's name, Susan sixty nine. Okay, so uh, you, you create a login and then you get I, and then I find out it is actually in fact um, sold out. So so we devised a brilliant plan. I have to Jonathan say before in. we even get to the plan, how proud I am of John of John Vision <laughs> for actually doing this. This was this. I don't I don't know him too well. Only like newly friends, but uh, I feel like it was a big breakthrough for oh, him. It was crazy. Yeah, you finally can be accepted by our friend group. Uh, so, six thirty-five. The show is playing. We're waiting in the Star Wars line. This you know, is at like five thirty. They've got a post yeah. that says "Star Wars idiot fans wait here yeah. for the next hour." Wait here like stupid idiots, <laughs> like, like we did. Get a seat. Yeah. So, and and that's how they lure you to play the pinball machine. By the way, because you're just standing there right beside that pinball it is machine. Right got, by the you line. got nothing to do. Practically I'm, in the. Line. I'm si- I was sitting yeah. on the pinball machine. I'm thinking like, man, I really want to play this pinball machine, <laughs> but I oh, I don't have any bills or quarters. Andy's like, oh, I've got uh, I've got some change in my pocket. Pulls maybe, out four dimes. Maybe you could. <laughs> Then e transfer to the pinball machine. <laughs> I know, right? See, See that one. Just put a tap thing. Yeah, in, they in, interaction. They should, they should have sponsored the Transformers pinball machine because everyone waiting in line would have seen how useful the service is. Forget the dumb ad, used with, it. ad with the homeless guy in the city uh, who's getting paid for that. Just sponsor the e transfer on the pinball machine. Oh, I'll just transfer one to uh, Michael Bay here for the pinball machine, and then he'll uh, he'll pull a few levers on his side, and it'll let the ball come come out of the pinball machine. Uh, Anyway, so we're waiting there, so uh, it's totally sold out. So I say to Jonathan, well, there's this movie, uh, what's it, what's this, what's it so, called? So Andrew texts me, he's like, why don't you buy a ticket for another movie and then come in that way? We'll save a seat for you. So, and then you suggest that I buy a ticket for the movie Wonder. Because <laughs> it was Owen like... Wilson classic. Because it was like 10 minutes before... Because <laughs> it's 10 minutes what before. What the heck is it's Wonder? It's 6.25. It's I a think movie it's a, he has like a weird looking... Like a, I th- it's uh, about a child with something... Kid. A oh, kid. oh yeah, yeah. School. Okay, something like that. He's retarded. Everyone's making fun. I remember. Of him. I laughed that at that trailer he... very loud during a, pre- <laughs> a, a few months ago. When the trailer came on for no it. No empathy. Yeah, it's because it's no hilarious. empathy for me. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting there in my house thinking, <laughs> oh my god, because I'm like, <laughs> I am Mr. Straight Edge. I'm a German. We do things properly. We <laughs> play by the rules. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think you were gonna go for this. By the way, like this was a this was a real. And I was, I was really grasping like, at and you're like, oh, it's foolproof, you know. And then there'll be the guy that just walks in, and there's no seats left. 
<laughs> I'm just like, a I guy just, who legitimately like, bought his ticket. And I'm just like sitting there thinking like, oh no, there's going to be this guy just looking around. What are we going to do? No seat. I like legitimately said to Muller uh, before you agreed to do this, I was like, I don't know him. I don't know John Vision very well, but I can't see him being the type to want to do I'm something like this. I'm not the like type, this. no. But, but it's I, like ironically, like I would have, I would have loved to have been the person doing this. This is so funny. And like, this, I mean, you really were kind of like, what's really? I definitely the, what's got really the, the most difference? enjoyment out of it. <laughs> okay, so you guys went into the movie. So, so we made I had come to the theater at uh, it was just before, like six p.m. and you guys were sitting in the nerd. Oh line. yeah, I came and found you right away. I said, Jonathan, get the hell out of here right now. They're gonna see you what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, like, he's exactly go get what he some said. food. So I went and grabbed some food because I was starving. And so I hatched my plan. And so the plan was this. I was going to walk in. I was going to go to the front counter because I, I could have bought the ticket online, but I wanted to be very upfront about this. So I go to the counter and uh, the girl asked me, oh, you're paying with debit or credit? Yes, that's right. I'm paying with credit. <laughs> and then, I'm trying to play it as straight I didn't as that. possible. I figured you're going to pay with cash so they yeah, can yeah. trace it. So then she <laughs> She like takes me to the like ticket machine and it's like usually the the like computer faces behind and you're like looking at someone but it was like facing me for some reason anyway so she t- punches in she's like what movie I'm like Wonder I'd like to see Wonder please <laughs> I have to mention this is my favorite story of the last year so far wherever the, where this is going I'm so excited I wanted to say like right oh now. like I love Owen Wilson but I couldn't I couldn't muster I was still really nervous yeah. there was lots of nerves going there's on there's enough lying going around there was enough you, lying you don't I couldn't pile another lie on yeah. top eventually that pile of I mean, lies it it's been the a, Jenga it would have right? been classic collapse. it would have been because she would have been like who is this person yeah. just a side note like who who the hell still goes into the line and talks to the clerk. Just I always use the little automated machine thing. Uh, I, I do whatever There's line, no sh- whatever line is alone, shorter. You need some social contact. There's so, no benefit to going th- through that There is line. that funny like Russian lady that works behind the counter and if I can get her, sometimes I'll go. <laughs> We'll what about like, oh, it? What movie are you going? She'll be like, oh, that movie, okay. Yeah, and she's they, great. And then sometimes she'll be like, oh, I don't know about that movie. <laughs> but, like, if she's, but, but, but she's but giving she's, you her commentary yeah. on what you're I buying. She's she's a variable, though. Take her out of that, and there's no reason to go no, through that fucking no. line. So, it's always way longer, and it takes fucking forever. I just, you don't want to be suspicious. <laughs> I just, I just, I just <laughs> Everyone had, going through the machines yeah. is suspect. Um, I just had a thought about what if you had that lady like at your superstore, at your Walmart, and she's grabbing all your items and giving you a comment. Oh, toilet, this brand of toilet paper. Oh yeah, it's a good. I don't know about that choice. Uh, I would love uh, hemorrhoid that. cream. I would you love that. Long as she's other brand. As long as she's funny and really lays on her accent, I'm all. <laughs> I had a lady at uh, at Shoppers Drug Mart one time. It was actually it was a younger girl, and I I bought like a handful of items, and she's scanning them, and she had a comment for every item. The like, Kleenex. Oh yeah, you got your Kleenex. Good. Oh, uh, can of veggie chili. Oh, you having chili for dinner? Cool. And I'm like, that is none of your business. What I'm doing with this chili lady, woman? Would you shut your goddamn yeah. mouth? I'm just trying to buy chili. I yeah, I love that so much. I, I love that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the great Jonavision ticket swindle. So, uh, so I buy the ticket and then I go straight to the ticket ripper and my plan is the this: ticket the ticket. You tested us. I was, oh, where are you? Where are you at, John? And he texts us back. I'm waiting for the ticket master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole time I am the ticket master. <laughs> Present me your ticket. <laughs> my 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 phone had died, so I had to get Andy to to message John so we could coordinate this thing. Every single message John sends him, Andy has to say to me, he goes, "What the hell does this mean? <laughs> What's the ticket master? Oh yeah, that means he's waiting in line. I don't know. I don't remember what else he said. No, actually, but I had I, to translate every so single comment. I texted. I I I. I 
was behind it. I made it through. I'm getting some That's something about you were eating. You you used like a weird word. Oh, I probably yeah. I like to use weird phrases. I'm eating some chubbies. Anyway, okay. Everyone's on the edge of their seat here. Yeah, I'm just noshing on a sandwich. What's that? What does that mean? It means he's down at Subway eating. Noshing. Is that with a G at the front? Nosh. G N. No, I don't know. Oh, maybe. I spell it with an with a K. An N. An N. Very German of you. Is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> the Germans anyways, pronounce the K guys, in knee. Our listeners so, are so dying So the next here. part of your plan here to pull so this anyway, off. So anyway, so uh, they rip it and they're like, yeah, just go to theater eight right here. And it's like right behind the person. But I'm like, no, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom and I sit in the stall, as we all know. This is all to fool the teenager all, ripping your tickets. <laughs> yeah, so so the, okay. the 17 is the year Is the cinema olds. that you guys are in, is it near the ticket booth? Where no, they can no it's right no, at the no, end. Oh, thank goodness about that. <laughs> oh, but eight is right at the beginning, so they were expecting. Right. Oh, got it. That's okay. right. So I have to go to the bath. I have to go to the bathroom. right, right. <laughs> and this was my suggestion. I said this to Andy. I was like, "We got to tell him to go to the bathroom first, because that way they can't oh, trace obvious. him all the way to yeah. the th- all these seventeen-year-old Cineplex workers who don't care at all. <laughs> I've walked into care. the Cineplex with a full bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken before, just in front of me, <laughs> yeah. and they they don't care so at I have all. To say all this to fool a bunch of teenagers who will avoid contact well, I'm at sitting- all costs. <laughs> like they're just being paid minimum wage. They don't want to yeah. be there. They're so all like. Here's what happens, guys. Years old. Guys, so I'm sitting on the bog, and all of a sudden I I'm hear this walkie-talkie person with a walkie-talkie walk into the bathroom, and the walkie-talkie's like, wow, and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do? And what do I do with my ticket stub? Because it's evidence. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they're gonna arrest you. The door, throw them in the the, door of the the door of the stall next to me gets Uh-oh. kicked open and then just closes. And then it's silent. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my they God. Know. Oh, oh my they gosh. know. Fumbling with the, the ticket. Anyway, so then. Are you uh, pretending to pee in the bathroom? Like, did you actually have to go? There were some drops. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So then. Uh, that, I was, that was a bad image. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't Don't imagine it. it. I wasn't happy about that. Yeah, we, <laughs> well, that's we, your we never talked fault. about disgusting Jeez. things like pee oh and 50 gosh. cent peep shows and jerking off while driving on Nothing the show Nothing as bad before. as just a few drops. That's that's perverse. So um so then uh, I wait a bit for the for the bathroom to cool off and uh, and then I wash my hands as one should and as I'm leaving the bathroom door, thank goodness there's a person walking in front and there's some kids behind me. So I just sneak in between them and slyly walk into the theater. And there you guys are waving in the, right in the middle of the theater. And I hey, John, with your illegitimate <laughs> ticket. Come over here. Just screaming. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> it was pretty great because when we got in the theater too, there's kind of this more more adult team, part lady cineplex worker actually tried definitely to, yeah, like I, a manager. Was an like she, yeah, yeah, I was like eyeing a, her and I'm like she's gonna point at me she's, she's like, gonna Ew. so and when we got in there she's she's like pointing at people like hey slide those together like no yeah. no yeah. empty seats you know get all your groups of people together so, yeah, because this is a sold out show like keeping it real organized yeah but I, I, I mean, after a while we kind of realized that she was fine with people having their group and one person's gone to the bathroom so I just put my jacket over your seat it was it was totally cool I do kept it kosher yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they only ever no like risk. they just rip your ticket once they n- I've never had my ticket Ticket checked twice before. Ever. No. Not once. Did she ask for your ticket? No. Okay. <laughs> no, we got Jonathan in here, which thus... I gotta be honest. I was so t- I wasn't I wasn't comfortable until I left the theater at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane. Like, like they're me. just a bunch of teenagers. Like they was, they we, do not care. They're avoiding after the movie conflict. ended. You guys had to go to the bathroom and standing there by the movie posters. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody's gonna come up <laughs> after the movie. Like, what are they gonna do after the movie? You can just leave. 
I broke a rule. Call the cops <laughs> in Canada. Man. And then you guys started talking about the movie in the hallway. We weren't out yet. I'm like, we're not clear. <laughs> yeah, we just stood there for ten minutes oh, just talking gosh, about it. Oh my gosh, the agony. I love the idea that you're just rig- wriggling and writhing here while we're all just really relaxed. And <laughs> yeah. Just like I didn't even consider the possibility that you would be uncomfortable. Was Was there just somebody now. just? Did you guys see visually see somebody go like? Where am I supposed to sit? Well, oh, wait, so, so thus begins. This is the best part. I, I'm gonna call, <laughs> this is where the real excitement begins. I, I, so I'm going to call this the stages of shame lane. <laughs> shame so, lane. So, so the theater, it's not the biggest theater, even though it's a cineplex. And the funniest part about this theater, everybody knows how the theater works, right? You walk in, there's the pathway that goes all the way across the theater, right? Kind of the biggest landing um, and to the left, level. and to the and to the to the left of you is uh, the little handicap spot, and behind the handicap spot, there's that big railing, that bar, right? So you can. That's my favorite spot to sit because you can put your feet up on the back of the handicap people's wheelchairs. There you go. Because <laughs> you're not so allowed to put your feet row. on. The ch- like, you're not allowed to put your feet on the normal chairs. You got to put them on the handicap chairs. Um, so, so to the left of it is the main seats, and then they always have some rows on the right of it, like just you know four or five or six rows. And they're always the crummiest seats, right? Because you're Closest staring. To the it's like that episode of Seinfeld where they're stuck in the front and they're both sl- they're all slinking down in their in their chairs because they have to look straight up this huge screen. It's that's the, just beaming over them. It's the very front row of seats that's separated from all the other yes. seats. Well, the funny thing about this theater is there's not four or five lanes. There's just, just one, one row. Lane. So, so the people who designed this theater for a sold out show have just guaranteed systematically. That 20 people, I counted, it's actually 18 people are going to have a terrible time because because <laughs> the, the, on the left where the handicapped seats are, that if that was your front row, that's pretty acceptable. Like I think it's fine. I think you. I've sat there. I've sat the, there before. Yeah. You got to look up a little bit, but it's it, not bad. You look up a little bit, but anything on, but anything on the right is just terrible. And they just put that lane in there just to spite people, just to get a few, just a few extra seats in there, just to make sure to guarantee some people have a terrible time. The most excited. Uh, I was about this uh, great ticket swindle was the moment that people started to walk in and realize they didn't and have this is the first and this is the first stage of shame lane which is which that. is hope because the anticipation is we've oversold this this theater on our accord yeah. we, we've <laughs> oversold the theater by like, stuffing a, like an airliner yeah. and we're sitting in there with the best seats in the house by the way we went up right in the middle <laughs> yeah. middle uh, vertically M. and middle yeah. horizontally yeah. we've got Jonathan uh, I was us two are on the, the right middle, yeah. us two yeah. are on the right and middle. two of our other friends are on the left and nice. there's one seat smack dab in the middle best seat in the entire theater that Jonathan's sitting in that he that that he's not to have. So there's going to be some guy who shows up and, and he, there's not going to be any seat for him and the theater's going to be dark and no one's going to be checking everyone's tickets and that guy's just going to be screwed on the opening night of The Last Jedi and it is the funniest yeah. thought ever. We were waiting hard for that first person that has to enter shame lane because that first person is the person that John Vision screwed over. <laughs> everyone, everyone else, they, they, they got there late and they would have had to sit there but because John Vision was there with a ticket that did not belong to this movie, and, yeah. he's screwing over that first person to sit down so I am just just waiting in anticipation to watch that person sit. I'm <laughs> and, so excited. And there is not a single person who chose to go into that lane until Nobody they had to. Nobody chooses the, that. So, so that first person... Out of person, your goddamn mind. That first person walks in, and, and the great 
the greatest part of this is they all start with hope. So many people walk in with the conviction that they're going to get a seat up top. Like we're, we're, cause we're watching every single person carefully and the amount of people who walk in and the way they're walking in seems like they have someone saving their seat up top is most of the people They're Like they're all there. Oh yeah. Of course we're going to find a seat up top. And then one by one it happens. Yeah. They walk up and they, they see some seat. They go to take it and someone, Oh no, sorry. That's, that's a saved seat. Uh, you can't take it. They lo- they walk to the starts. next one, yeah. and it always takes like five minutes for them to get through the whole theater, and uh, and and then they and then they walk back down, and then starts the denial where they just <laughs> they stand there on that landing for four or five full minutes, just scanning <laughs> the theater, just just looking for for some yeah for something that's gonna that's gonna save them from this terrible fate. But oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but because and, of me, and then and then we get to, and we get to watch them as as their as their their souls just dis- just slink into the ground with all the the wet popcorn sticky floor as 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 they accept their fate and then they turn to the last stage of the sh- of the stages of shame lane which is shame <laughs> and they walk down into that lane and we're sitting here in the middle just cheer oh yes pumping our fists oh, my hands yes. up you guys were, you guys were literally another. going shame lane shame 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 but yeah we're like the like at the, so at the end of season six of game of thrones where where they're, they're walking through the aisle shame ringing some bell <laughs> yeah shame 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 Shame. Yeah, oh, I'm getting pumped right now just thinking about it. Oh, man. Shame Lane is the greatest part of The Last Jedi. Oh, my God. So you were talking about earlier, like... Like what's the the purpose of that shame lane? Because nobody wants nobody, <laughs> nobody wants, to sit, wants there. to sit there. And I still like the purpose of shame lane. Like like why not just remove it? Oh, there's the obvious ticket sales, but uh, yeah. it's it's it is as as it's titled shame lane. It is to shame people for their poor decision making skills. Like what are you yeah. doing? It's opening night Star Wars, and you're you're you walk in expecting a great spot, but it's like it's like six thirty three. Yeah, it's at like the six thirty five. You're an idiot. You're, yeah. you're an idiot, and you you deserve to be shamed. And that's that's, yeah. that's what this lane <laughs> yeah. for. And you think about it, that lane. Is literally like it's like a full five feet, five to ten feet in front of everyone. It's, else. it's, it's like it's a full eight feet. Everyone, man. Like it's not just five. Everyone feet. else in the theater who's not in Shame Lane is literally and figuratively looking down on <laughs> Shame Lane, and that's what it's for. It's to punish the people for their and poor decisions. It's like a public humiliation. This, exactly, it's yeah. a public Where a stage service. Would be if it was like a just a the play theater. It's a public it's a service stage. that Cineplex is doing for society and saying, "Look at these idiots. Nobody <laughs> feel bad about how stupid they are." What they, like I want it to evolve further. I want it to get to the point where as soon as someone sits down in shame, shame lane because they had to, like everyone just is allowed to throw all their garbage at them. They're like, <laughs> yeah, shame, and start shame, garbage. Shame, shame. And at any point during the movie, when you're done, you know, sipping on your your huge drink or bucket of popcorn, you're allowed to just throw throw it at Shame Lane and just and punish them. That's the real purpose of Shame Lane is punishing idiots. <laughs> and that's the greatest part about it because nobody who shows up at 6.05 is in Shame Lane. It's, always, it's just yep. the people who show up at 6.25, I think was when we had the first Shame Laner show up. So you can sit there in just the, the most smug self-righteousness, <laughs> just feeling so good about yourself that you showed up early and they showed up and that's why they're there. And it's just like, it's like... It's like when you give somebody advice 
and they don't listen to your advice and then they screw everything up and you're just sitting there with this smug smile being like, you know, I hate you even more because you didn't listen and you had a way out of it, right? Like you, you never yeah. want to hate or look down on somebody who couldn't have done any better, right? They're just this poor homeless person. How well is he going to be able to run Walmart? You know, like I can't blame the guy. But when somebody has all the tools that they need to get the job done and they just don't use them, there's some, there's some sort of internal resentment or contempt or just hatred. You, you hate that person even more for doing it. Mm. And that's the greatest thing about shame lane because nobody ends up there unless they really, really deserve it. So you can just sit there with your arms crossed and your nose up in the air, just just, just smugly, just <laughs> laughing as they go through the hope and the denial and the acceptance of shame lane. And you can sit there just saying, you deserved every piece of it, you <laughs> piece of shit. You got everything that's coming for you. <laughs> so I observed three groups going Ooh. into shame lane. Oh, maybe there's four, actually. There was the mom and the son. Yeah, the there was the guy... The families the are hilarious because they've huge disappointed family. their kids now. Yeah. Too. That, that first oh. guy, that first guy, like he clearly brought his mom, but it looked like they were all like fancy dressed. Like I think he was he was dating his mom. No, that was a different one. <laughs> okay. No, that was a third. That was a third one. That, that came was in. weird. That they one, were like, the lady most was dressed up in like she had like a and feathery he had like hat a white shirt and a vest. Mm-hmm. And that was the third group that came in. They did the walk around, and then there was they a were looking around. They sat in shame lane so for a funny. very short period of time. Are we talking about the Conan O'Brien kid who looked like Conan O'Brien who was dating his mom? <laughs> well, the one with the white shirt and the vest. Yeah, that, yeah. He looked like Conan O'Brien hilarious. and he had a vest on. Anyway, they left. They yeah, they left, left the afterwards. They did not. Instead of going to shame lane, they just left they just the theater. Left. <laughs> I don't know if they got a refund. I might do that too. <laughs> I think you can get a refund sucks. within half an hour of the movie or something. Oh, really? Like, something like that. I've never done it, but I, I think don't, that's true. For any reason. It's probably true. Uh-huh. Do anything. No matter. Or, no matter. <laughs> so. And so. Shame lane. So I. Uh, so I. The movie was already sealed as, a, as a great movie before we got Andrew there. Andrew <laughs> to scoff at people. It was awesome. Yeah. It, it, especially knowing that we had some something to do with that. That that we helped make. Yeah, that's why, like I said, like I'm I'm very proud of you, John Vision, for just adding one more person that would not have been in Shame Lane. Just add him to the. For bill. all like, I know, Conan O'Brien left just because <laughs> you, <laughs> you showed up, and he had to. He had you know his mom that he's dating. Uh, he had to totally make new plans. They just went home and did whatever you do with your mom when you're dating her. And realistically, like he doesn't want to do anything with his mom. He just wanted to see Star Wars and she probably tagged along or whatever. He's like, God damn it, now I actually got to hang out with my mom. Oh, I thought he wanted Ugh. to have sex with her because oh, he's dating be. her. That's true. It's weird. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so good job adding one more person to shame lane for I'm us sorry. to throw all boy, of our John garbage so at. Sorry to and, those people. And, I, and I'm, this is a public service announcement to everyone. When you're in a movie waiting and you see the people going to shame lane, throw a piece of garbage at them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Take take a piece of popcorn, just toss it out there, grab a handful of butter, whip it, whip whip it at the back throw of the is, is Yeah, throw a tomato. There is no shame in shaming people in shame lane. All right, Paul. These are the type That's why it's called shame lane. Exactly. You're allowed. These are the type of people that society has kept alive that if we were out in the wild, evolution would have wiped the fuck out of their poor decision making skills, their their weak brain, like Evolution would have wiped them right out, but now it's like society with all our rules has kept them alive. That's where shame lane. Yeah, shame comes is in. A, shame is an evolved human trait. Back <laughs> in the day, you didn't have shame. If you did something that caused you shame, you were just dead. 
no chance. Exactly. Right now, now you got all these things protecting you. So you have to simulate the death shame, inside. With shame, shame Lane is the last beacon <laughs> of, wipe, of the evolution wiping out people that shouldn't be around. <laughs> like, like Michael Scott says, in Japan, you must always commit suicide to avoid embarrassment. So, <laughs> kill yourselves, people. Yeah, <laughs> kill shame yourself. Lane. So if we can, if we can enact more recognition of the shame lane, maybe we can get some labels on it. Uh, some instruction manuals. You know, they always have those uh, commercials before and they say, don't be a, a Tommy texter in the theater and they've got the guy texting and he's annoying everybody. Yeah. They're the little cartoons. And then you want to say, don't be a, a non-shamer you know, if somebody's yeah. in shame yeah. line, you make sure you go. And, I had this little girl in, in the movie theater behind me just kicking my seat the whole time. I don't think she even spoke English, so I couldn't even really turn around and say anything to her. So every time she had her feet on the back of my chair, I just start whipping my chair back and forth really <laughs> quickly to knock her feet off and uh, just run up to shame lane. Just start putting your feet up there. You're yeah. just standing on one foot with the other foot on the back of their thing as you're just kind of press shame. Shame. Just reminding them. Everybody, this is what everybody has to start doing now. So uh, call your local congressman. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, God. Uh, Anything more on shame? No, no, no. I'm I'm going to, I was going to say, so which brings us. Well, maybe before we get into the actual movie chat, let's, uh, let's break things up a little and get uh, immediately to the uh, gremlin of the week. Jonavision's favorite. I bet he, he didn't think we'd still make it around, but thankfully he's still here to stay. Gremlin of the week. Man. I, you know, <laughs> Go ahead. after you talked about like, oh, Gremlins was such a great movie, I thought <laughs> maybe I should watch it. Yes, you should. Now it's, it's the perfect time of year no to watch maybes. it too. And uh, I can't be bothered. Oh my it's God. Christmas time. It's uh, I mean this 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 podcast will come out a few days after Christmas, but it's still in the season. It's the perfect time to watch Gremlins. Last week's Gremlin was so great, unbelievable. I can't. So I I, I don't know if you've you quick no, re- I, I'm behind a podcast. So so Asterios brought in his Gremlin. We just asked him, Hey, what's your favorite Gremlin? Immediately he says the Gremlin that we had written to bring in that week. It nice. was the most amazing. The pornography we had Gremlins. written. You don't write Gremlin of the week. I've I have it written down right here. It says Gremlin of the Week uh, segment. The, he, wow. <laughs> anyway, Brain, what's my enough of the past? Let's what's your look gremlin to the future. Of the week? Gremlin of the Week. My Gremlin of the Week is Medieval Night Gremlin. <laughs> oh. Okay. So in Gremlins Two, more the new, Gremlins Two, the new batch. During the, it's very brief. During the uh, the sing along where the Brainiac uh, talking Gremlin is singing. Uh, the New York the song. New York, New York, whatever yeah, it is. whatever it is. At the beginning of that, and then a few set, there's a couple shots that you're, you're just seeing different gremlins and it comes back. You see two different times, just like a couple gremlins behind him. There's just a gremlin wearing a night helmet. Like a knight in shining yeah, armor. Yeah, a knight in shining armor, just a helmet with like a red kind of feather coming out of it. And so you see it kind of right when the song starts. I don't think I've ever even noticed And then it cuts back before. to it again about four or five seconds later. And then that's it. You see him basically twice for half a second. <laughs> Why is he in a night costume? I Who have knows? no idea. But he knows, but you don't. That's the beauty of Gremlins. That's Another it. Another <laughs> exciting installment wow. of... I bet that one. Jonathan, he's packing up his bag to go watch Gremlins. I can tell. So inspired. So, so the movie last night. My most hated movie ever. The bi-weekly. 
is Star Wars: The Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Who would have thought? So uh, I got a here. I'll pull up Wikipedia here to just let everybody know uh, in case you haven't seen The Last Jedi because it's a new movie. Uh, keep watching. We promise there will be no spoilers for the for this entire segment. Uh, pinky swear promise. So ah. make sure you, listen you can to break me. our pinkies after this. Uh, Darth Vader dies. The end. <laughs> the end. The end. So, All right, see you guys. Uh, Super Star Wars, the last super surprise ever. Plot synopsis here. Luke Skywalker has been found, but he has PTSD, so training the new Jedi, Rey, has proven pretty difficult between all of his PTSD episodes that are distracting the hell out of him. Meanwhile, across on the other side of the galaxy... The Resistance is blasting ass to run away from the Empire. Uh, I mean, the First Order. Uh, they're running out of gas. And it Get it right, Wikipedia. <laughs> and it turns out that just like in Star Trek Into Darkness, the Empire, uh, I mean, First Order, uh, can track them through slipstream, hyperspace, light speed travel. Well, now they're screwed. Out of gas, running away from a million Empire uh, First Order ships that are slowly chasing them, but they're just out of range of the missiles. So basically, they're just floating through space just ahead of the Empire, uh, I mean the First Order, uh, until they run out of fuel. So they better find a way to get away before they run out of fuel. Does it take (laughs) fuel to float through space? Don't you just keep moving in space because you're in space and there's no friction, even if you turn off your engines? Uh, Anyways. What do you know about momentum, Wikipedia? so So the movie's about them trying to find a way to get away from the empire, uh, the order, the first order, uh, which basically means they got to disable their tracking software and then jump to light speed. So you're going to escape. Pretty nice, simple premise, actually. It's a, actually, it's a great, simple premise. I really love that little, it's this chase scene. I really like it. It's really simple. It's really nice. Wikipedia is getting a bit too personal. I think the only way that we could make this movie better is if we throw... what you're talking about. The only way to make this nice, simple premise better is if we throw in a bunch of irrelevant sub- subplots that extend the length of the movie by a good 40 minutes while basically adding nothing to the story at all. Uh, Always better. So... Ray and Kylo Ren finally beat evil Emperor Snoopy, only to find out... the entire plot? This doesn't sound like a synopsis. Only to find out that Kylo Ren, for some reason, wants to rule the galaxy, even though he clearly just wants to have sex with Ray. Forget the galaxy, man. Just get a girlfriend. It's clearly what you really want. Uh, And in a final showdown... (laughs) In a final showdown, the only interesting new character in Star Wars, Kylo Ren faces off with Luke Skywalker, only to be made fun of when it turns out Luke was just a projection. What an idiot, moron, loser. Kylo Ren got tricked by a hologram. I got to log into Wikipedia. I got to change this. Getting mad and fighting a projection. Stupid. (laughs) The resistance then can get away to fight another day. But all of this has made them inspire hope Across the galaxy. Good. Well, we don't need to talk the about the movie then. <laughs> this is like on the back of old VHS tapes when they were 
supposed to just simply break down yeah. what the movie was about and they just tell you everything that happened <laughs> for some reason. It's kind of like it's the like mo- movie it's, trailer. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like the movie trailer for this movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. So well, save time. Like w- Wikipedia has been learning from the modern movie trailer. So I saw the movie last night as well. I went to a later showing than you guys. So we all in saw three D yeah. like an just, idiot. Just for the sake of clarity, we all saw this uh, opening night. But by the time this comes out, it's going to be a couple days after yeah. Christmas, which is fine. Which is probably good because then we don't have to. Worry about spoiling a movie that people actually care about because exactly. most everyone should have seen it by now. Exactly. So. There's a, so there was a kid across the aisle from us um, who throughout the movie, uh, there was various hilarious quotes that I'll, as we go through the plot, okay. I'll go, oh, yeah. Um, his first quote of the night was during the trailers. Uh, now, it was the comment he made was probably out of frustration of just wanting the movie to start, but... Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I want to think it was because it was a Marvel trailer that came on. So the the opening for the new, I guess it's an Avengers movie that's coming out. Yeah, it opens, the new big one. Yeah, it shows Iron Man. And this kid, he's like five years old. He goes, oh, man, come on. And I was like, yeah, preach it, kid. I'm sick of these movies too. Was this kid me? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So, that's beautiful. Um, the super surprise bag. Have you ever? Do you remember these at the, at the dollar store, like at the convenience store? And they're these weird little bags that that they say the super surprise bag, and they're a buck or two. And you buy them, and they have a variety of candies and well, treats. Loot, do you, do you guys, you guys, you pay oh yeah, the dollar, like the, yeah, the grab bags. Yeah, you remember these, and they're a mess because. On one hand, you get these super cool things like Valentine's hearts. They're hilarious. They have cool little sayings on them that say things like, cool, and uh, marry me, uh, or you're cute. They're so funny. So you get these really, really great uh, candies, but then you get these really terrible candies, like gummy French fries that look like what? full French fries, or gummy hamburgers, or just weird crap. I cannot stand candies that are meant to look like other food, like like <laughs> dirt and worms, or worms and dirt, where you make and it's just like well, this dirt weird- isn't food. Yeah, but you make, but that's what they call that's it, right? It. And and you make a cup of, uh, it's like it's chocolate. Like Oreo. It's like yeah, stuff. it's like Oreos and stuff like that. But as soon as you call it worms and dirt, I'm oh, even gummy worms. I'm like ah, oh, I don't want to eat a food that's shaped like a worm. Like this is but disgusting. Why, but why is I understand that more than the fries and the burgers. Just they shaped a gummy thing like a burger. Yeah, and the they, t- they are... don't taste good either. They're like, oh, fair enough. you got too many different flavors Like because you got the bun and the patty and they're all different gummy things. They all go to... Anyway, right. it's, it's disgusting and they have this... Yeah, so the super surprise bag is some of the things are really good and then some of the things are really, really bad. And that's why this Star Wars is, is the super surprise Star Wars... Yeah, the Last des- Jedi. describing this movie as a, as a real mixed bag. As a super surprise bag. <laughs> this movie has uh, some extreme highs and some very, very <laughs> terrible, terrible extreme lows. <laughs> I, I was actually shocked because it's reviewing really well. Like, I don't know. I thought they were probably going to try an emp from... Emp- Ape from Empire Strikes Back, like they did with the previous one, and, and mm-hmm. A New Hope. So I thought, okay, maybe it'll it'll be lame because they're ripping it off, but at least mm-hmm. it'll be darker and more interesting. But 
wow, this movie was a fucking yeah. a roller coaster. That a, a few dips that I did not yeah. see coming. They did ape a, a few things at, at though, all. but it was very. It wasn't similar much. So the thing yeah. with the the thing with the score, so Rotten Tomatoes, it's ninety three percent, but the audience scores fifty seven percent. Yes, and the thing, really. The thing yeah, about the very mixed. But oh, the wow. thing about the audience score is it, it actually goes into their actual ratings because the ninety three percent from the critics, it's it's binary. It's yes or no. Uh, it was Either or they zero. liked yeah. it or they didn't like yeah. it. So if it's out of ten, as long as they gave it more than a five, then it's a check mark, right? A, a six out of ten and a ten out of ten are no different to Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. That's a check mark, so oh, it goes yeah, up yeah. to the ninety-three percent. So you're gonna have hundred percent of people gave it a six out of ten, and that's a hundred percent movie. That's what you'll see on Rotten Tomatoes, even though it's just a mediocre yeah. movie. But the audience score is not the same. The, it so shows Rotten you Tomatoes an, is biased. So so, so, it, ha- <laughs> so it, ha- it has an average rating of three point three out of five from the audience. So they're really just amortizing wow, okay. those ratings. So you're gonna have people who really liked it and. Uh, people who didn't, or, or or people who just thought it was all right, and it's more reflective of of that of that actual score. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense to me when I see this rating based on what I've seen, because the most people I've talked to so far are like, I've I've heard some very similar things. It's like, what the hell was going on in this scene? <laughs> but then like, oh, this other stuff was so great. I haven't talked to a lot of people so far, but the people I have talked to have had. Uh, the, pretty much the same reaction as me, which is which was surprising to me because usually I'm I'm pretty cynical if people haven't noticed. I usually I, I tend to hate on. <laughs> I movies, didn't notice. <laughs> tend to hate on movies more than most uh, other either casual or even uh, more of movie audience people do. But everyone seems to have uh, had a similar gut reaction to the same things that I did in this. So let's start with the worst. Well, why don't why don't we? I want to get quickly Andy's through a birthday. couple. That's the worst. I, I want to get quickly through just a couple <laughs> a couple positives, and then just great right into because I'm not going to dwell hard into it and plot wise, but uh, just just to get the extreme highs out of the way before we get to the extreme extreme. Lows. So which part? So this is the this is the cool Valentine heart well, is like out of the super surprise bag. Things, this is the yeah, cool exactly. stuff. Like you're things, cute. Things that they did that I didn't expect uh, in a good way. Like I totally expected after after episode seven, which I liked overall, but they took took a lot from A New Hope. I expected them to do the exact same with Empire. Like it was just going to be a blatant ripoff, just to not ripoff, but just completely mirroring it, just to capitalize on what yeah. people know. Uh, I assumed very hard they were going to keep Kylo Ren as it as or, or they were going to give him a redemption story, just just like Darth Vader, because that's what people know and expect of Star Wars. Uh, and they really didn't. I like that they kept him tragic. They actually stuck with that, uh, like and stuff like everyone always expects with Star Wars that their main characters are, are really involved and looped into the whole universe of everything. With everyone was speculating who's raised, par- who are raised parents, and they're just like, ah, oh, no, they're just a bunch of nobodies. And I, I liked that they actually had the balls to do some things like that. There's a couple she's things. She's got the magic blood, and she's part of the prophecy. Yeah, and exactly. She's the yeah. one. Like, yeah. I expected her to be like either Obi Wan's uh, daughter or. Like maybe yeah. some connection to the emperor somehow, like some stupid emperor thing. Snoopy. Just so they can be like, remember the emperor that you all know and recognize as iconic? Well, this is her daughter. It's like they didn't do things like that, and they had a lot of opportunities to. And I, I was surprised they did. Yeah, those, I like that. those are two examples. That, that that's the positives I just wanted to get out of the way is that they did do some things that you would expect of them to do negatively that they didn't do. Yeah, so a couple good directions they went. Um, I mean the the action scenes were pretty great. Yep. The, the um, fight choreography was excellent. Was really good. Very good. Very like usually pretty still cameras yeah. and and like relatively longer shots. Actual actors doing their their fights it it's, wasn't 
it's it actually triggered in me some prequel stuff where I was like, oh no, are they going to start doing flips and like? And I was really, waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. But but they were just on the line where it was like actually just really good choreography that was very fast and yeah. whatnot. Because I'm like, okay, you know, the traditional Star Wars is you want these really angry fight scenes where they're they're being coming a little unhinged, right? You don't want these perfect martial artists, right? And I thought they had, had a really good mix of like the anger and good choreography, mm-hmm. like that the the scenes had a bit of a charm to them right especially that last scene with Ky- with uh, Kylo Ren and Rey like at the three quarter mark in the movie where, where they fight the where they're fighting all Snoke's these guys? all these Dark Souls villains awesome scene like yeah. totally awesome scene also here, totally awesome here's yeah. the difference because I'm sure throughout this podcast and just people have talked to me that, like I poop on like all the crazy Jedi Matrix <laughs> ninja fight scenes and this movie it it gets more towards it's that very close than the original trilogy but the difference then but the difference is is that uh a good fight scene. A good fight scene is as much about uh, character internalization, what's going on in them and between the two people fighting, than it is just about the fight choreography. Yeah. So you'll be more interested in the fight if you understand their motives and sure. their, yeah. and their conflict. And, and the action scenes that didn't work in this movie didn't have yeah. that. So that's why it works really well. It's like we understand Ray's motives, we understand like Kylo Ren's motives, mm-hmm. and and then what's what makes them tick and all that. So when they're fighting, even if it gets closer toward Matrixy bullshit, you still you can be engaged because you're concerned about them and you understand right. their internalization. And on top of that, it doesn't go full-born into like stupid Jedi flips around. Like yeah. you look at all the f- the fight choreography and the prequels and that's like the like one they're thing. impossible choreography. Yeah, and right? that's, no one the, can do them. It's they the have one to be thing. Animated. It's the one thing that like ev- most most everyone uh, familiar with Star Wars doesn't like the prequels. And that but that's the one thing that people defend about the prequels. They're saying, well, but you you gotta admit the the fight the fight choreography is so great. I don't think it was because it's just a bunch of fluff. It's just a bunch of flashy shit. It's it's just like the 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 scene in Matri- in the Matrix Two where he's fighting all the Agent Smiths and it's just gets, he's got that pole. It gets out of <laughs> I hand. That. I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny and it is just visual masturbation. Yeah. Like I just really feel like like the movie studio is just coming it's all over like my face. Kind of like actually masturbating after you that. just came. Yeah. So like it's just like ah, it's not nothing's working. <laughs> it is just it's just this assault. I still see that as as a hard defense where people go, okay, yeah, they're not good movies, but the the lightsaber battles yeah. are still really good. They're, I'm like, no, they're not. They are worse. Other than like Darth Maul's fight is and he just said uh, that you is, idiot. It's okay, but uh, yeah, I still there's lots of videos out there breaking down how like like slowing down the fight and you can see yeah. like all these swings that they. Do that were really okay. To- that weren't aiming at. Yeah, they weren't aiming at. And that like was the aiming really? like aiming like like a foot over their head, but they're still swinging around just aimlessly. It's it my, is just dance choreography. Dude, it's my Brutal. biggest pet peeve Brutal. with any sort of sword fighting when they're swinging, and it's like, well, if that at person nothing. just if that person had not met you with their other sword, you would have just hit nothing. And yes, like yeah. they should have not even defended that block. They should have let you follow through and then just stabbed you in the face when your sword yeah. was down because you're not fighting anything. And like, and the, the lightsaber battles in this, it's like every every blow seemed like it was meant to make contact yeah. with, with yeah. and it, kill somebody. It still looks like a real feasible fight, even though it is, you know, it's flashy still. It's a movie. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the character internalization stuff. It's that really easy yeah. to follow. That's what makes it work. I, I was able to follow better. all of it. It yeah. was really exciting and engaging. And like, like even Ray's developed this really great, like just scream when yeah. she's doing it and she's grunting. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, she like seems really yeah. mad. And I guess Finn and Phasma finally fight and you, same thing. You understand. Yeah, Their fight wasn't as good though. It was okay. There was, there was too much 
going on like in I the background? I feel like I, I, that was one thing I really hated in episode seven that that fight didn't happen then. Instead, Finn fought, absolutely that, fought that random stormtrooper. And I know like a lot of people yeah, felt the, the same. What the hell was with that? Yeah, why wasn't a lot of people felt the same? And I think this was their answer to that. But for me personally, I was looking at it like, ah, you missed your moment. Now yeah. it's just fan servicey. Now, now this is just yeah, a predictable enough. thing that you had to get out of the way. Whereas before it would have been genuine. So I was, it was fine. I'm not going to hate on it, but it didn't. It didn't excite me, even though I would have wanted it out of episode seven. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of What's bizarre. What's with people so. in movies still fighting when everything is getting destroyed around them? <laughs> yeah. When you just run just away, angry. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to finish this? This volcano is I, like going yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, may, it, it makes for a less interesting. Why don't you scene just when go they, and when push they shake the hands volcano. and be like, "All right, we got to agree to disagree right now. Get out of here." <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a good. So, so awesome action scenes. Yeah. Um, especially and again, like the one with Kylo and Luke Skywalker at the end. Super awesome action scene. Uh, Luke Skywalker comes back and he's interacting with uh, his sister Leia and like it feels like he's Luke again. You know, the whole movie he's been having, he's been crying and whining about Jedi texts and... Like a re- and, being a real bitch. Yeah, he's being a real bitch this whole movie. And then he shows it back and you can like, you're looking at him and you can see this young Luke Skywalker in him again. Like it was like, mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Like, I thought it was really, really well done. And then he tricks Kylo Ren. And Kylo, the whole fight scene with Kylo Ren, he doesn't actually make contact with Luke. Luke's just kind of dodging him and doing the, doing the limbo and stuff and doing all these funny tricks. And then it turns out he was just a hologram and he was he was making a fool out of him the he whole time. The old... In front of everybody, all of his entire armies behind him as they're fighting. And then, and then Luke's like, oh, yeah, I was, just, I was just tricking you for the last 10 minutes. And everybody saw it. It's the funniest, embarrassing Gave thing. him the old John Vision swindle. Gave him the old lane <laughs> shame uh, treatment. I will say, I, I kind of think everything, maybe in this whole new trilogy, but especially in this one, everything that's truly great in this new movie is kind of tied to Kylo Ren as a character. He's he's yeah, Everything great, great in terms of yeah. characterization is tied to him. Because Rey he's is great. a bit of a boring character, but, but they have this arc yeah, between her and Kylo Ren where they're communicating with the Force and they're talking throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's like, oh, this is the most interesting interesting thing about Rey is her connection to yeah, Kylo she's, Ren. She's not a terribly boring protagonist, but she's, she's a not, little boring. She's not terribly interesting. She's serviceable. She's yeah. fine. She's acceptable, especially in Star Wars. Star Wars kind of always has just serviceable uh, protagonists. Uh, but yeah, everything that's true. Yeah, even Luke is actually just serviceable yeah. if you go back. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's Han Solo and everybody around him that makes him interesting because yeah, so he's, he's the way that you can see those people in a normal life. I feel right? like all the truly great character moments in The Last Jedi are all in some way tied to Kylo Ren, whether they're his moments or someone, or yeah, like uh, the Rey's moments with him. Like He's great. And it's interesting to me that so many people don't like Kylo Ren, like fans and whatever. They, they say, it's always oh, just a whiny, like, emo kid, and blah, blah, blah. And he's not, like, a tough badass, like I expect out of the Sith Lords. I think that's a, the remnants of uh, Darth Maul. People expect I guess so. hyper flippy, mean badass. And good uh, he's Darth great. Maul he's a I like, I like a villain. It's like he has an actual conflict that you can get behind. I would dare say that he's a better Sith Lord than Darth Vader is. He doesn't have he's, like, as he a character. Have, he's definitely more. Interesting. He doesn't have the cool iconic like 
I, you know, he's got the mask and stuff, but really it's a little bit of a clone I, of Darth Vader. I love Vader. his mask. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, his voice it, sounds great. I'm not, voice, I'm, not, yeah. I'm gonna say it now. I think his mask is cooler than Darth Vader's Yeah, but, but I like his mask. And destroyed. One thing destroyed. I hated, uh, yeah, it's like that mask is in it for like the first five minutes yeah, of the movie. I and love I, his voice too. I thought, I thought, oh. I kind of thought this was gonna happen. A lot of movies do this when they have an actor whose face they want to plaster all over everything. Not that Adam Driver is that, he's but. the best looking guy. No. Um, he's like a handsome, ugly guy. Yeah. You know, like but he's, Ugly, but he's kind of handsome in that ugly way. Yeah, <laughs> that mask he doesn't wear at all. And I'm hoping it comes back now that he's like the big dog in charge or whatever. Because he's that <laughs> Emperor, yeah, Emperor Snoopy's like, Emp- get that stupid mask off your face. You look like an idiot. Yeah, Emperor Jerk was kind of down on. You him seem for exactly it, so. like the type of guy Luke Skywalker is going to project and make a fool out of with that dumb mask. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't get, I don't get the people hating on Kylo Ren. I think he's such a great. Well, he's great. It is, but it's yeah. like. Darth Vader did it first. Like, like, like he's just a refinement of like a cool mask but and a they, cool voice. But Darth Vader did it 40, 50, but 40 they, years ago. But they ago, play right? up that like, trope. It's because it's not just the design of the character. Like, it's that. It's almost the, like yeah. they acknowledge like we need another Darth Vader like character, and we don't want to rip him off fully. But it's like, well, what if we just rip him off and say that yeah, this character he basically wants to be Darth Vader. That's yeah. his whole shtick, and he knows that he isn't. It works. Everyone it around, all works. Everyone around him, Luke, Emperor, like Dark Side, Good Side, everyone is doubting him, and that that's that's a think, great. But I think that Darth Vader or, has like the mystery about him, like the the fact no, that not he's, after the prequels. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> they but, ruined that but, for you. But the, Space Jesus. But I would have agreed. But I think that's why he became so iconic. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Well, what if it was Kylo Ren first instead of Darth Vader? Would he have become this iconic thing? And it's like I don't know if he would have because Darth Vader. It's like you only know a little bit about him, but he's just got that presence and that gravitas. That that's that true. that you know that that makes a lot of merchandise. It's, that type of gravitas. It's one of those so, things. I think his design, Darth Vader. He's got just, more of the legend. Darth about Vader's him. design definitely it has more of an iconic look to it. It definitely yeah, it has more atmosphere. And if you know While too much I, about I, him, it takes away from the legend. I think on a technical scale, it's like I like everything else about Kylo Ren more, but it still character. doesn't have that iconic status. Yeah, he doesn't. Big, it, he, there's, there's a distinguishment there. He doesn't have the same background. Do you guys know all the features of uh, Darth Vader's suit? All the buttons. <laughs> what all the buttons do? Is there a huge dong uh, <laughs> protector? I'm sure there. No. I'm sure there is. But like just all these, like you know. Articles That's and videos like dissecting his suit and what they people think it does. And you can like, go on. Stop! Stop! You can go What's on. What to do? You can go I on Wiki, Wikipedia. I'm not making this up. <laughs> you can go on Wikipedia <laughs> and there's a, a huge like. Huge, huge, huge multi-page huge. thing about what every every part of his suit is designed every to do. Every button. It's like, look, you, yeah. it, you, you stupid fucking fanboys. And oh, there's a whole page just for Star- Darth Vader's You're, armor, not even for Darth Vader. Oh yeah, all oh, this yeah. dumb extended universe horseshit where they're explaining what like the brim on his helmet does. It doesn't. It his breathing shit. All the buttons they don't do anything. It's they're just to look cool. cool. It's just yeah. to look cool, and they probably help with his breathing. You're just there's supposed like to an, assume stuff like that. Yeah. We don't need to know what every button does. It doesn't add to the story it doesn't add to the character in any way his what what does the button do on his costume it looks cool that's what that's it does what it fucking does. idiots dude there is no an 800 word article just on the helmet's design i told you i'm not making any yeah of this and, and 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 so much of it is clearly just kind of projection like they're just in, yes. Somebody invented this in some novel, so they're all oh, it, that's it's that's all what taken from yeah. extended universe horseshit, which is heavily influenced by all the stuff established in the prequels, like all this yeah. insane Jedi nonsense. Like it's like uh uh it, it just sounds 
like posturing, like like somebody making this up, trying to make it seem like it's legitimate, but you can tell in the tone that it's not. Uh, the shoulder armor itself weighed twelve point two kilograms. It's oh, yeah. it's so was resistant stupid. to both black blasters and energy blades, and was capable of withstanding hits from both weapon types with only minor surface pitting. A drawback, however, was that its weight made it difficult for Vader to raise his lightsaber to full height, though he could still raise his hands above his head oh. if pressed. And it's just like, okay, so you just kind of saw how he moved in the movie, and then you just started developing all these yeah. technical specifications for what that means. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure they would have rather had Darth Vader been able to move around, but it was 1978, and the costume was probably hard to make. So it was hard for him to move around in. Like, Any- that's not the feature, you dipshit. Any person... <laughs> Who is caught engaging in this kind of drivel? Whether it's oh, that's whether, me right whether, now. I just when I say engaging, I mean like the, like they're really reading about it. They want to know more about this, or perhaps they're one of the the authors who wrote it. They should automatically, if you're caught, if you're caught with any of that kind of shame lane forever, right to shame lane. That's yeah. Ex- yeah, that's exactly right. where I'm going. You don't you even if the theater's empty, you're going to some art house thing yeah. in the middle of you know. You, have, you get a tattoo put on your arm. Down. The Cineplex employees check it every time they see it. Hey, yeah. sir, you've got the <laughs> Wrong ticket for these seats, <laughs> and then they send you right back down, down to, to Shame Lane. And even if you're just like, okay, I don't want to watch the movie, you're not even allowed to leave. You have to <laughs> right to Shame Lane for like you're just it's you're the only spelled to down there. Get it's the, the only part there. of enforcement that these teenagers learn. They're 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 in the training uh, video, and it's like, yeah, you know, if people are bringing in drinks or movies, they're not allowed. But we understand that you're teenagers. But you listen here right now, you little piece of shit. If you let someone who's got that tattoo for Shame Lane into any other seat, you you are fired and will kill your whole family. <laughs> Thanks for working at the Cineplex. <laughs> now you guys understand why I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we we respect and honor your sacrifice. <laughs> uh, I, I am I, I am still very proud. Of, that's the first step toward uh, degeneracy, which everyone thinks they should be ashamed of, but you shouldn't. It's the first step to freedom as well. <laughs> so... Uh, I should probably get a get an ad in here before we continue on. Um, get to Money. the neg- get to the real negative shit. Introducing rotten apples. So, are you going to see Star Wars? But you're concerned that you might be seeing a movie that has some sort of pervert actor or director or or second unit assistant to the production assistant. We don't we don't want to make sure that these perverts are involved, right? Would watching any sort of content with perverts involved completely ruin your sense of self-image, even though there are statistically guaranteed perverts and rapists on every movie set in the world because of how many people work on them? Then you'll be interested to try out a new service, Rotten Apples. Uh, Slogan, it's a real service. I thought it was Uh, fresh uh, no, it's, no, it's the called rotten, rotten Apples. It only takes one Rotten Apple to spoil the whole bunch. <laughs> so, All you have to do with Rotten mm-hmm. Apples, just go to uh, Rotten Apples. Uh, it's The Rotten Apples, but you put a dot before the E and the S at the end, so it's the therottenapple.es. So if you just... This is a legit this is, site. This is the URL. It's instead of a .com, it's a .es. So, um, yeah, how do you I think it's great. I have it open right now. So give me a movie, and we'll find out if it's fresh or rotten. Yeah, all you have to do is search in any movie or TV show, and it tells website. you well if there designed. are perverts involved. So let's search in uh, uh, The Last Jedi. Type, type it in. Let, we're going to tell you guys right now whether this movie's safe to see. What's it say? It says movie not found. 
Uh, this fresh apples. Fresh apples. Ah, oh, awesome. Just so everyone knows, it's safe to see The Last Jedi. For now. There are no perverts involved in I that don't movie. know how much I believe this. Side. I assume well, let's, every, every Hollywood all every Hollywood let's, says. Let's, it says fresh. Um, oh, this is a real so site. let's try. It's a real site. It's a real okay. site. Let's try uh, House of Cards. <laughs> this, is a, this is an obvious. <laughs> rotten Apples. It says Rotten, rotten apples. apples. The site. Past Kevin Spacey. And Who it could it be? You, what's really great about this site is it gives you a convenient link. You can click on the person's name and it will link you to a news article <laughs> that, that explains <laughs> their crimes. Uh, so, yeah, all you have to do is search. Finally, this is, this is Finally such a great service. service for you. You can ignore you. all those poor Africans getting their genitals mutilated in favor of the real ethical choice, ethical TV and movie watching. You can be the self-righteous prick you've always wanted to be, and no one can even claim that you're watching shows with perverts. So get ready for a whole lot of finger-wagging on Facebook with rotten apples. I like wagging uh, my finger. Type in Leon the Professional. The... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I really want to know now. Let's see how deep it goes. Is it just like professional? Is it documented accusation? No results found. Oh, type no, in the wait, professional. Just type in the professional. Wait, so uh, was Pulp Fiction rotten? Oh, yeah, because Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, did was Weinstein's he involved in that? I think he's involved in every single it's one. Of does he play Samuel movies. Jackson in that movie? Yeah, it does say uh, the yes. Weinstein Company at the beginning of every what single one the, of his movies. What was the movie supposed to take? I can't remember. Leon the, the, the professional. Oh, just, they're just called the professional. The professional. It might have some. Like, oh, it's fresh. Yeah. This site is bullshit. Luke, I'm, I'm revoking the sponsorship. Because they're not. They're not going. They're not going far enough. They're just looking at the confirmed like accusations. They're not going far enough into like, look, this guy's clearly a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> so search in uh, spirit any anime. Spirit it away. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, man, I should have really checked out. Oh, it's, no I really should have checked out this service before I let them become a sponsor for the show. Well, still give us money, please. And then... uh, oh yeah, and uh, the end. Uh, and the best of all, the moral high ground is now free. That's that's the. <laughs> and you can uh, share your results on Facebook. It's easy share. But screw nice. these guys. So, <laughs> I was at a, I was at Walmart the other day, and they had a, a bargain bin. <laughs> You're always at Walmart. <laughs> they had a they had a bargain bin, and, and, it, and in it had Austin Powers on. DVD for the bargain bin. Which and, Austin Powers? Uh, I think the Spy Who Shagged Me. Rotten oh. Apples. <laughs> oh, Rotten Apples. Who is it? There's three links John I see. John Travolta, Kevin Spacey, and Rob Lowe. Kevin Spacey. Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Rob Lowe's not a pervert. He's hot. He's guilty of being handsome. <laughs> yeah, he's guilty of being handsome. Anybody who's Damn claiming that charge. Anybody who's claiming <laughs> that Rob Lowe raped them, you know they're lying because they wanted it. <laughs> it's, it's Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you noticed, though, that all of these big controversies... Rob, it links to a Today article, Rob Lowe's ex-nanny claims abuse harassment. Right, because his child was so handsome that she wanted to have sex with the baby, and the baby wouldn't allow her, so uh, she got mad and... He was being physically break. abusive by not having sex with her. Yeah. Because she, she's sitting is. here. She's saying, I'm slipping all over the floor on my own juices here because Rob Lowe's handsome baby. <laughs> uh, and I fell, and I fell on my back. This is this sexual is harassment. <laughs> What's uh, this about Walmart now? <laughs> so, well, I, I saw this DVD. <laughs> well, but I was just thinking, like, think about all the guys who are getting in trouble, like, like with this, right? Like Harvey Weinstein, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're all ugly. All the hot ones that are accused of, you never see them as the like uh, Ben Affleck. It's like you've har I've hardly seen anything about his big thing. Like there was one little thing, no traction. The only ones that get any traction and, and actually last are the ugly ones. Yeah, Louis C.K. is pretty ugly. Yeah, he's ugly. I mean, his whole stick, but I mean, it didn't really stick because he apologized right away and yeah. took the wind out of all their it, sales. It definitely stuck. Well, it stuck in the way that uh, 
the studio made a, once again, don't make any calls in that first week when everyone's upset. Get your guy to apologize about it. Don't make any announcements after that. Wait for a month and then just continue on with your business. Nobody cares after that. This is great advice for all these sexual Legal advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for supporting them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should be on Rotten Apple too, boy. <laughs> Type in real Andrew Muller. Real movies. Real movies. Real movies. <laughs> well, based on this conversation alone, we should be rotten on that nope, list. Because, no results. You know, we definitely deserve to have all our jobs taken away from us and uh, have, have our lives job, ruined so. for saying a, a, an unpopular thing. Well, let's thing. make it a goal for the rest of this episode. All right. Yeah. So, so Walmart. So, Austin, <laughs> so I was thinking, though, like, Austin Powers in the bargain bin. This exact DVD. That is a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> this exact DVD has probably been in this bargain bin for the last 15 years. <laughs> like, it's like, why is that in the... It's, it's, such an, it's not only such an old movie, but it was probably in the bargain bin like a month after the movie came out. And it's just been sitting in that yeah. bargain bin this whole time. I just thought... It's, and it's still $15 for a DVD. What? This is so bizarre. Like, and yeah, so the price is right. I mean, that's probably what it was. When, when the movie came on, I just thought that was so weird to see, to see this movie. Me. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know what I thought was so weird about it. I but. know. I'm, you know, I'm like, <laughs> wow, what a what I, an I think the weird thing is that you're going through Walmart DVD bargain. <laughs> oh, I do, do you, it. It's oh, great. What do you find? There's, the, there's the video game bargain bins, which aren't as cheap as they should be. There's the music bargain bins, which is some old Michael Jackson CDs. And it's some weird country. Yeah, you get some Creed of. albums yeah. in there. In there. <laughs> and then there's the movie. I really bin. like your point about the video game bargain bins that aren't as cheap as they should be, though, because they're 19 or 20 bucks. Yeah, I'm thinking, for like an old game for like a PS3. Yeah, I'm thinking I haven't even paid $20 for a video game in a really long time because on the PlayStation, you just you get these deals for 4 bucks and for 10 bucks or whatever, usually for, usually for decent games that are released in the last year or two. Uh, that's yeah, that's a really funny observation. Oh, so, it's annoying. Back to uh, why the Star Wars Last Jedi should be in the bargain bin. Uh, yeah. The oh. HDR, you got them. K Blu-rays, did you 4K. No, did you guys notice uh, like how it really felt uh, like just Carrie Fisher just didn't care to be in this movie? <laughs> like every single scene she was in, like I can see why she killed herself. It just looked like she was uh, like just reading like lines, like just read them like a few minutes before. Like it just looked like she didn't care. I'm not saying old, she's a man. bad actress. It really looked like she would just rather be dead. <laughs> well, every time she had any dialogue at all, um, I laughed because I was like, man, laughed. she is old. Yeah, I can't take she, anything she says seriously. She also has, like, if you're comparing her, her the character she plays, uh, Princess Leia, in the original trilogy, like, she's, you know, pretty young. Yeah, it doesn't. Normal looking person. And sounding person, but now she's got like a real smoker's voice. Like, yeah, I like kept saying old smoker's voice. I kept leaning over my wife and every that. time there was silence. my wife. Oh, guys! Well, if the listeners don't know <laughs> my, my wife, you idiot. Know my I know, wife. You guys know my don't. wife. My <laughs> listeners, our listeners, don't. I, I'm I with, I'm you, with you. The greatest the thing. The greatest thing is like when I'm talking to my brother-in-law. He's like, he's like, yeah, my wife. I'm like, yeah, you know, she's my sister. I've known her longer than you. <laughs> yeah, and so I know what her name is. So when I say that, it's because our listeners don't know her. And every time Leia talked, every every went silent. I kept going, "Give me a damn smoke!" Because it it <laughs> sounded like she was smoking the whole time. She has that old lady smoker voice, and you just can't take it seriously. I love that. She was smoking Great. the whole time. On top so of, on top of that, looking like <laughs> smoking she, hot. Like they probably paid her a lot to be there because she just she just oh, seemed yeah. like she didn't want to be there. She was at disinterested. All. Yeah, visibly. completely. Um, I'm disinterested. 
<laughs> so, when are we going to talk about that scene? That scene. <laughs> well, again, we're going to talk about it now, I Let's guess. Let's talk about it right now. So, I, <laughs> everyone who's seen this knows. How, how would that, you summarize this scene like, without, okay. saying, without scene. saying what the scene is? Uh, I, I think I leaned over to you in the theater and I said, that was the worst moment in cinema history. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. Guys. And I think now anyone who's listening who has seen this yeah, knows. Yeah, if you've seen what, it, try to guess I'm beforehand. And may, this is how it is. If you guess the scene beforehand, then you can too be a sm- self-righteous smug <laughs> asshole knowing that your taste is good. And if That's you, what the internet's for, all right, pal? Yeah. There's, a, guys, there's another guys. sub-scene in this movie that if you said that, that would also be acceptable. Uh, There's nothing sub- comparable. Another subplot. No, no I disagree. No, I'm talking about a, spe- a scene, not yeah. a whole plot. I'm just saying if, this is the, if the other one you guess is that one, you don't have to go yeah. to the shame, the shame lane. Okay. <laughs> you enlighten us after, Muller. Okay. I'll let you tell, talk about this, tell the scene first. So the scene I am, of course, referring to is when Leia's ship gets shot, like right, right where she's sitting, and she floats out into space, and everyone assumes she's dead. And yeah. then it cuts to like her body drifting, and it's like a CGI See, body. I, I had a thought. I had a thought here, by the way, because uh-huh. when when she she I, like I thought it was very anticlimactic. I'm like, oh, Leia's just dead. Like, this, and I liked that this 40 yeah. year old character, and I was like, oh, this is probably the last scene they filmed before yeah. she totally. died. Yeah. So they just had to do it that way, and and I was like, okay, I, I accept it. That, that, that's what I thought. I also like. I'm just a fan of that kind of like really blunt like killing off of characters where it's like whoa because it takes yeah. you by way more shock if they build up the. That's so reactionary though because it's like it's just over. It's that everybody always builds up these deaths and they start the tense music and you're like oh okay the character is yeah. gonna die so you're like oh I'd really like it if they did the opposite but if everybody started doing the opposite you'd be like oh I want some more gravitas. I'm not in saying these it should it's happen with every single death. <laughs> I just I I, I kind of like it when it does happen. Every once in a while. It takes it, it, it pulls the rug out from under you a lot more, right? No, yeah. should, I agree, it shouldn't be done with every single death. <laughs> this is but anyway, every so everyone assumes she's dead because she was just in this yeah. big explosion. You get tired, she, she kind of cringes too, like she knows she's about to die, yeah. yeah. And so her body gets sucked out into space and it shows her body just drifting there. And it's like this horrible CGI body. And I started to groan because at this point, I assume the same thing where it's like, oh, this is the last footage they had, or or this is how they're writing her out because the actress died. Um, <laughs> How'd and she then, die? Was that from smoking? Uh, she had a heart attack. It was heart, technically heart failure, I think. Well, everybody really dies from a heart attack. from drugs. Um, no, they like found it in her system, I think. They, right, right in her butt. I assumed they found it. <laughs> a great tribute to the late Carrie Fisher. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> cocaine baggie in your butt. And I, so I assumed they were just like, they had to write her out of the movie out of the rest of the plot because, you know, they, she's yeah, dead, I figured she's dead and can't come back for episode nine. But they were trying to do, like, this hammy, like, tribute and showing, like, her mm-hmm. body, but it was CGI. So I'm immediately groaning, like, oh, no. But then it stays on her face for a while, and then the camera, like, pans down her shoulder and then onto her arm, and her, her hand starts twitching. And then I just, again, I went, oh, no. Yeah. It's getting into we were, this, I was like, looking at you. I was like, oh, no. It's What's getting going into on? like this horse shit, like uh, over embellishing of what the force is capable with and what people who are have force powers can do. It's like, is she bringing herself back from the dead? And then she starts like pulling her body back toward her ship because her ship wasn't entirely destroyed, just the, the cockpit or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so she starts pulling herself back to the ship with whatever remaining life she has. But it's all in like this horrible CGI and it looks just so corny and so cheap and awful. And it was supposed to be this emotional moment that just looked 
It looked it looked like a it cartoon so almost. It was terrible. So I could bad. not believe what I was even watching. Yeah. I had my hands out like just open palms yeah. in front of my face, being like, "What the fuck did I like fall asleep and I'm dreaming this? That how did this make the cut? <laughs> yeah, this we, is terrible." We kind of have different ways of processing this type of information because I was just like keeled over in nervous We're, laughter the entire laughing, yeah. time. Like I was just killing myself i could tell I, <laughs> you were you didn't you didn't just completely unleash your laughter like you like you were about to laugh so hard that you you knew that even you obnoxious muller had to scale back your laughter because you were just like basically choking on your own breath <laughs> to avoid bursting out in laughter in the middle of it this was quiet it theater. was like it was insane. I, it would but but the sense was the same like this sense of disbelief like i can't even process what i'm seeing right now i i i very similar. Have I fallen asleep? I could believe uh-huh. that they wrote this and filmed it and all that, like that they could make that mistake because writing and all that and being a creative, is, it's difficult. But then when you get to the editing room and you see the footage you have, I cannot believe that didn't get cut because you could easily edit to fix that. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I mean, to fix this whole movie is just, is just a little bit of editing. A to bit make of cutting. It, to, to make it probably twice as good of a movie. Um, if not and more. Half as I, long. Would say, I would say exponentially <laughs> so what better, the, what more they, than twice. What they needed to, to do, so there was a, there was a movie way way long ago like in the 30s or whatnot that was based on some book i don't remember what it's called McGav- old movie suck mcgavin's farts or something <laughs> like that i don't remember what the movie's called but the first the first cut of it is like nine hours long and they're cutting <laughs> it and they're cutting it more and eventually after three or four cuts they get it down to three hours and um and and the editor says you know uh if 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 we do any more than this like I will never forgive you. Like we have cut out every single thing that we possibly can. And what they needed was an editor like that who will disavow your friendship if if it if you don't get all these cuts made. Like like you would need an editor yeah. that the director will hate for the rest of his life because he cut out so much of the things that he wanted. That's <laughs> yeah. the editor that we need on. You need uh, they need uh s- Spike uh, poo poo pants. That's they what need, I'm going to call them. That's their, the editor. That's the symbolic. Spike they need poo-poo their pants. proper blockbuster editor to come in, make the movie exactly as it is, exactly as we saw it. And then they need another editor to come in who's just. Yes. Spike poo poo pants the, on the case. Who's just putting everything yeah. on the fucking chopping block. Because that scene, I have no fucking clue no. how it made it, to, made it to the final. Yeah, I, I was. I don't think I was as reserved as you guys. I laughed so loud. I was clapping. I was like, I didn't know what to do. What is happening? I yelled, what is happening twice? I looked over at my wife and she just, her, her mouth was wide open. She's like, what is, well, because what? And then after the, after it happened and went quiet, I, I said quite loud, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> and I started laughing thing. again. Like my reserve doesn't come from me trying to hold back anything. It's because I didn't know what, as a you, person, yeah, as a person reacting in society, I just didn't know what to do anymore. Like my brain <laughs> just shut down. Yeah, I was watching. Yeah, it's like this cute. is this is hilarious. Yeah. This is shocking. This is perhaps even Please disrespectful to a dead person, which I, I don't care that much about that. But. Uh, <laughs> Of course, uh, but I, I was just in shock, and it was so bad. Like it's not that I was trying to be reserved. I just didn't know what yeah. to do. My brain turned off. Like I was legally dead for like ten <laughs> seconds. Like I was just like, oh, I, like, like my every well, like all the motors. I was, was more turning. dead than Carrie Fisher in those <laughs> ten seconds. Like all, all, all my motor functions were still running somehow, so I was still retaining information, but none yeah. of it was being processed. My brain had shut down. It was I was just a catatonic dead. Like those I people in a coma that can it. hear things, but that's it. And you. And 
and it was ultimately pointless. There was no reason to have that because you could just have it. Oh, it shot the cockpit that she was in, but she survived it. And yeah, she got the part of the ship that she was on injured her you and put her not, in a coma. It's, it wasn't necessary. You it could, was like, yeah, that, that's the main thing is all the bad. So there's about 40 minutes. This movie, what is, is it two and a half hours or two minutes? Two, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Um, if you just, why not just cut those 40 minutes out and make it a normal yeah. length movie and the movie gets so much better. <laughs> you take out that scene uh, and, and a few others that we'll get to and it's like, well, all of a sudden the movie becomes really concise. It's this nice story yes. about a spaceship running away from this fleet and having just enough distance that they can kind of survive but they're running out of fuel. Yeah. It's a great plot. plot. And a back- it's a great plot and this flat back story of yes. a few things of people trying to save them. Awesome. So, I really like it. It's a yeah, small story with a big scale. This movie, yeah, two and a half hours, it could be trimmed down to, and I, I have suspect that there will be a fan edit of this movie that trims it down to, I'm going to guess, about an hour and 45 minutes because you can cut a solid 45 minutes easy, of this. Easy. And then it would make the movie go faster. Not that it was a slow movie or anything. I actually was fine with the pacing in general. But there's definitely a solid 45 minutes. You cut that out, and I think you have an actual fucking great movie because like I said there's sure. some extreme highs in this movie but then you get to stuff like Leia floating through space and it's an extreme low now we say 45 minutes it was not a 45 minute scene of her floating through space no, no, there was a uh, another whole yeah. subplot that you could cut right actually, out actually guys I think the scene was a beautiful metaphor <laughs> for how Carrie Fisher isn't isn't really dead. She's with us all. Oh my God. <laughs> That's an amazing. <laughs> and I think that if you look at it from that perspective, you really see the craft of the director showing us this. It's like poetry. So it rhymes. It's, it's, it's exactly like that. I'm going to. And so <laughs> oh, I think I, it was a beautiful scene. I don't even think this is the worst opinion defending this that's going to be on the internet by Maybe. far. <laughs> think, Maybe. About, think about the sheer force of this character as she pulls herself back to the ship in a vacuum. Think okay, about so the force of will that she has. I'm gonna force. Th- Carrie, <laughs> Carrie Fisher was a great actress, strong woman, and and I think that that, captured, that scene captured that very well. Okay, so I'm gonna, a beautiful I'm gonna, tribute. I'm going to take back what I said a minute ago about cutting out this scene, and now I think they should keep this scene in the movie and use it as a yet another measurement for who gets to be thrown down to shame lane. <laughs> if you're caught watching this movie and you got good seats, you did everything you did to keep out of shame lane, you, you got out, you got, yes, got out of shame lane. I'm in the good seats. And, yeah. and, and, and if you're not someone, legally dead when they this They should scene have happens. someone watch, someone, a, a worker in the theater just watching the audience during this scene and trying to catch on anyone who looks like they're, they're really impressed or really enamored by this and then be like, him, right there. Down the shame lane with you, and a big bulky security guard, come, muscly guy comes in and just throws you right down. To yeah, shame he doesn't lane. even work at the theater. They they have to call him to show up because they can't get one of those guys to work there. So they just call like the nearest crummy Chilliwack nightclub. Hey, I'm gonna need Another some of your bouncers down here ASAP and get these guys the hell out of here. Shame lane, shame lane could fix a lot of problems. Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, keeping it on as a regular I mean, segment you, here. You dictators are coming up with what to do with shame lane. They're gonna need like 800 seats. <laughs> Well, no, because if the shame lane has too many seats, it's not shame lane anymore. After can, that, yeah, it's, th- there's it's an everyone. There's so that's, a, that's basically big, what happens in a totalitarian regime. Well, no, but there's a stamp the, they put on you for the, the next movie. The dictator decides, oh, you, you need to go to the gulag for this. So when shame lane... And, that. and then everyone's there, and we're like, how, where is everyone? When shame lane fills, we're they just have to lane. sit on the ground in front of shame No, when lane. shame lane fills, that shame lane gets moved up 
to the normal seats and then we make a new shame lane <laughs> that's even worse because there's like spikes in the seats too. <laughs> and, uh, and then if that one fills up, then uh, you get a stamp that says, well, we'll let it go this time. But next movie you see, you're in shame lane. Like you're the you're front, front of the line for that, for those seats, buddy boy. Temporary tattoo though, so so. So do we so wait a minute? So then, what about the other seats? So do, do the seats behind also get progressively worse? Uh, yeah, everything gets worse for everybody. So <laughs> you know, we better. So, so the whole point is that the movies need to start getting a lot better real quick before things go yes. downhill super so fast. So this is this fixes everything. Now we've got incentive to directors and stuff. Nobody's gonna even see movies if the if the movies don't start getting better because their seats are all gonna have spikes in them. <laughs> so so the thing I, is we're like, gonna fix the whole movie industry with Shame Lane. Even if you're not in Shame, it's Lane, a revolution. Even if oh, you're not no. in even if you're not this in Shame good. Lane and you have that seat that's like five feet behind. Shame Lane, like a regular seat, it's still not the greatest seat. Like you're not in Shame Lane, but you're still gonna get some of the res- you're still gonna get hit by some of the residual no, no, flying no, no, no. garbage that that is directed yeah, that towards Shame Lane. That scene is great because that's the one where you can put your feet up on the handicapped people's uh, wheelchairs. That's yeah, but the like, best seat in the house. It's still like it's still a little bit of an embarrassing place to sit. You're sitting beside handicapped people and shit. That's awful. <laughs> I was actually thinking because the best seat in the in the entire theater is that middle one we were in, but that's five or six rows uh, up above the handicapped spot. So what they need to do is make another handicapped spot that's five or six rows up, so that and then uh, the handicapped people just have to roll up the stairs. To, <laughs> to get, <laughs> they got to work to toward that, so that spot. Way I can put my feet up on their chairs. <laughs> um, I really think we're onto something with this uh, shame lane. We could fix a lot of society's problems. Um, you guys are, yes, this sounds this sounds uh, great. Just so wow, it's about it's about shaming stupid that. people for, who deserve so, it. Head on down to Real Movies with Real Men to join the revolution for Shame <laughs> Lane. We're gonna be recruiting people. Uh, you'll get your own uniform and your your uh, your your <laughs> shoulder patch to show that you're a shame Shame Lane proponent. We can really change. This society for the good, uh, and uh, and er- everything's gonna get better for everybody. Every- we're gonna share everything. <laughs> so, shame system. Yeah, Mueller. Get shame points. You said, um, I don't know if we're done talking about this amazing scene. <laughs> but Mueller, you said there was like a, an Beautiful almost comparable scene. Right. To this. So, so the other, I, I don't want to say a subplot. Yeah, I want to say there's a there's a comparable plot. So, so well, a, we we were saying, you know, you can cut about forty five minutes out of this yes. movie. That Leia scene is, is, is maybe five minutes. It's not not probably not even. Not close even. To it's that. not even. It's but like so two or three minutes. The remaining forty or so minutes that could be cut is all pretty much one subplot. All thin subplot. And uh, I I will say, if you take out this subplot, you fix about ninety percent of the problems mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, just from removing entirely this one subplot, which you could probably do without any extra filming. Just some clever editing you could take it, this You could totally right just cleverly there. edit it. So the little rebel resistance guys are running away and they're like, well, we can't use the light speed travel because they can track us. And and by the way, that plot is not, I said that it was like into darkness, but it's really not as bad because it's like, it's not insane to, to maybe track somebody where they went in uh, hyperspace, if you have some sort of advanced tracking system, I don't want to talk about tracking. But it's totally, but into darkness, it's totally insane to just follow them in yeah. and like be yeah. going you in. And out. That, that's yeah. like that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so I, I, I should commend them on on that not being stupid or anything. So they're like, okay, well we gotta we gotta disable this tracker on their thing, and if we can disable it, then we can jump to jump to safety, but and they'll be able to track us. Break aboard their big 
Well, mother ship. We got to get onto their ship that's called. got the tracking device, uh, the tracking machine that tracks us, the flux capacitor in that ship that, uh, that'll be tracking us. So let's go down to this uh, rich person's planet where there's all these weird rich aliens gambling at a casino and, f- and find... South of France. And, and find Benicio yeah. del Toro. And who find can, what they call the code breaker. The code breaker. He's kind of like the breaker. ticket master. Uh, the guy that's good uh, at breaker. breaking into places. He breaks into codes. Yeah, so he I breaks mean... breaks into codes. Can I just say, that code breaker character seems so interesting to me. Yeah, I was like really excited to find yeah, out more about the same. character. Yeah. And the nope. character himself is fine. Nope, sorry, he's, here's he's here's another actor who's with a stutter. So how would you <laughs> No the character was so, great. So huh. we should probably summarize this plot without before we go into the details yeah. of it. So like they, we did they need the, someone to help them break into the big mother ship. Oh no, just summarizing how bad it is. Oh. <laughs> well, just to base people understand, they need this code breaker, but they know that he's on this planet, so they send Finn and some in a little ship and some Asian chick who's new to the movie. They're trying some, to really shoehorn in there as hard ship. as possible. Um and they're going to find the codebreaker who's at this rich person planet. Was if you can tell thematically, the does this already thematically not sound like the rest of the movie that we described? <laughs> like, does it already sound out of place? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we have this contained thing and they're like, oh, we're also going to jump to another galaxy quickly. Uh, it is. <laughs> grab this codebreaker and head back to the movie. It is immediate. It was weird. It is immediately bad because they get to this city. Uh, at this point, like, I'm fine with it. It's like, okay, they got to find this codebreaker. This is what the other characters okay. are going to be doing while Ray. And, and Kylo Ren are having their, their head off there. The summary is that this plot is borderline prequel bad. Yes. It, it is, it is that's, almost as bad as the prequel. That's what, I was, that's what I was about to say. Once you get to this place, and it's, I don't know it's if the, the whole kids. planet is a rich person planet, but it's this big casino where all these rich snooty people are and all these crazy snooty... It's the south of France, it's Mo- or it's Monaco. Elitist looking <laughs> aliens are, and there's a tiny little one who has coins, and he's trying to put it in the, the BB. little BB-8, BB-8. soccer ball, like he, and, then, <laughs> and then they walk past and there's some kind of roulette thing, and there's a wacky monster, and he's in a tuxedo, and he's got a mustache. It's not really a mustache. It's, it's like coming out, out, out of his nose. nose. <laughs> it's uh, really weird. And it is right out of the pre. It, it's either it, it right really out of the is. prequels or right out of one of the scenes that George Lucas added to the original trilogy is like a CGI dinosaur and all this flashy shit yeah. just constantly flying across the screen. It is... Again, I will say I'm shocked that this made the cut. I'm surprised that they, it's bizarre, they, man. they made this movie as it is. They filmed it, whatever, not knowing that it was going to come out like this. But I'm surprised that they they watched it and they're in what they're assuming would be their final edit and been and thought, oh, like how did how did that make the chopping block? Because every like most Star Wars fans, other than the fucking maniacs, I will acknowledge that the prequels were bad. It damaged Star Wars and everyone hated them. This is right out of the prequels. It's, Even the look of the city does not look like anything from Star Wars. It looks like this futuristic high tech and there's all this busy yeah. shit going on. It's like, that's not what the look of Star Wars. And I thought that the city itself looked kind of cool too. I like, like on its own. I hated it. But like, I like, yeah, I like, I like that. What, no. What's, what's so bizarre is that when we talk of, when you, when you say these extreme highs and these extreme lows is like, like when you get to the final scene and Kylo Ren's fighting Luke Skywalker and that, and that whole thing, it's like, man, the, the, the talent on this team yes. is so high. And all across the board, from, vi- from visuals to just storytelling. Because there was the, some great story in there. The talent, it, you're like, this is really good. Yeah. Like, the, the guys that are doing this, like, they're going towards uh, the Imperial Army or whatever in the uh, in this ice planet. And the ice planet, right on, it, you know, it's got a fresh coating of snow, but right under that snow is all this red, like, Mars-looking rock. So when you take a step, your footprint, now it's red. It looks like blood. 
fuck, right? Yeah. Turns yeah. out it's super it cool. Turns out it's not an ice planet. It's a salt planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I guess that's it's cool. It's like yeah, yeah. That, and that makes they sense. They played up. They played it up like it's like oh, this is kind of aping from the Hoth scene. And it's not. It's totally cool. It's not that at all. It's way cooler than Hoth. It's way different. But it was a bit of a misdirect. They made you think that, but it's like no, this is its own unique little thing. Yeah, it's it's great. Someone put some thought into this. And after they have this battle on it, you know, you see it from above, and it's like it's all red, so you see this symbolic goriness, and yeah, it's a little obvious, like it's just blood, but it visually looks really cool. Like it's it's really awesome, and then they're going, uh, you know, the, the the resistance hardly has any weapons left or whatever, so they're going to try to fight these guys in the crown, and all they have is these dumb little speeder things, but the speeders can't really float very well, so they have this little. This Mono-ski, little pole yeah. that sticks into the ground. Just so they're basically skating along yeah. the ground. It's cool. These, it, they're super cool and to look at. And they look like old yeah. junkers, too. And they, they, they yeah. comment about how they're crappy. He goes to put his foot down and just bursts through it the bottom. It just bursts through the, the bottom panel. Yeah, so they're not even the best great. of these devices. Like, they're all worn out and they've On been here forever. On top of all of that, it fits the theme and tone established in all other Star Wars. Yeah. Not like this the, fucking Codebreaker the, casino planet. The tiny resist... The very first scene of the first Star Wars, episode four, not episode one, <laughs> uh, is this giant imperial ship yeah. that, you know, you see you see space balls and, and their parody of the ship is that the ship just keeps going and going. It, it's like a 90 foot long sub from Subway. It just, it just never ends. And like, and that's what it is. The giant arm of the imperial and this tiny little resistance cruiser in front of them. The, the, the huge power of the empire, in this case, the first order and the time, like that, that theme is this great yeah. theme throughout Star Wars. And at the end of the movie, uh, Luke uh, beats him, uh, not by beating him with firepower, just like the first Death Star, not by launching a nuke, but sneaking in one little hole and firing at just the right place, right? That's what, all, always what they're doing. Luke does this fancy trick that takes advantage of Kylo Ren's weakness, that he's angry uh, and lets all the people get away, right? Follows that perfectly. It's The talent in this team is really, really high. And what the how hell they... happened with this freaking rich planet scene? I have no idea how it made. Like it I in. said, I can understand like like create like creative content's a hard thing to create, and it's uh, filming movies is hard and all this. It's like you kind of don't know how everything's gonna fall together in terms of quality until you see it. As it's di- when they all saw it and they decided, yes, this is good enough. That's what shocks. As me. dipshit movie critics, it's easy to say, oh yeah, like we could have written this and whatever. And when you actually start writing something, yeah, that's it's what I'm very saying. hard. You're you're putting things out there. You're not just tearing things down like a bunch of postmodernists like us. You're actually trying to make something. You have to be vulnerable. You're going to fail. You're going to write stupid shit all the time. And then the editor comes along and then fixes everything that was stupid and throws it out so that nobody ever sees it. That's what you're exactly. supposed to do. I think I know why that subplot was in there. Because... The character of Finn would. They had nothing to do with them. It would have been completely invisible. Yeah, they had nothing. They didn't know what to do with them, so they're like, "We better write some." John Boyega, they're like, "Oh no, we gotta make get our money's worth here." Beyond being just prequel flashy. Horse shit that just doesn't There's feel like, like a it weird belongs. horse chase scene at some well, point. Well, so one, the one thing I no, say like that was this, a horse, is a horse barge. This had barge some of through. this whole subplot, Everything. just the subplot. None of the rest of the movie had the lamest like social commentary riddled throughout yep. it. it. Basically, their social commentary for that whole scene can be summed up as 
boo rich people <laughs> and boo war profiteering. Mm, boo animal cruelty. Yeah, I don't like any of these things that are obviously terrible. Nobody needs to be told. Like that it's terrible. like it's it's like a nice social commentary. Great for the, commentary. Fifties. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the old. Like it, it, yeah, it's 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 so Finn Finn shows up in the casino planet and he's like, oh, this is great. They got roulette tables. Yeah, everything's really fancy. And she's like, where do you think they get this money? And like, yeah, everybody knows they got it by being rich assholes and screwing people over. Yeah. Like, well, duh. no, but then they, like, they paint out. So it's like they really try to. They just try to paint it. It's like all these rich, all rich Every people are just rich awful per- because they made all their money from selling weapons to the the first order. They're all war profiteers. Like, and look, they have these horse races which look like a lot of fun or alien horses, whatever the fuck they were. Uh, uh, but they're, they're whipping them and they have all these scars. They're so animal cruelty is bad, guys. I don't know if you know that. It's real bad. <laughs> like, like, and. Fuck did, off. Didn't they already establish this really well in episode seven, where Ray's like super poor and she's scrounging up things and she can barely survive, and and she gives it to some crummy guy who's selling her parts for way more, and he hardly gives her any rations. Oh, it's a quarter portion. But last week it was twice that. Yeah. You know, he's just like, why are they going back to this? But also, thing? That, and that was way more effective then was, because it was more about Ray, and that was tied into the character and story. This was just like literally they're in a setting where it's just like. Look how bad rich people are. <laughs> and he's wagging his finger right now. <laughs> it's, not tied, it's not tied to any of the characters of the story, but look, there's rich people in this movie, and they're bad because they, they profit from war. It doesn't fit so badly. It's so it's bizarre. Terrible. I will happily rewatch this movie if somebody just makes a fan at it. I might be happy to rewatch it a few times. There's a lot of really good stuff in it. Yeah, I, I, like I was saying, like you cut 45 minutes, out, the 45 minutes we're, we're referring to out of this movie, and I think you have a... Damn good Star Wars. You have, you I have, think it's probably I better than episode seven. If you cut, if that, you out. cut that out. If you don't, it's not. I, I will say, no, if, if, no. You, if you cut this out, you have the best Star Wars movie since Empire. You leave it in yep. there, you have the best since episode seven. <laughs> like, it's just like the, the previous one before. <laughs> just Rogue One. It's better than Rogue One. It's just better than Rogue One. Just because Rogue One has no highs, basically, at all. Because all of Rogue One is pointless, not just 45 Yeah, the entire minutes. concept is, is pointless. It's funny, my buddy sent me a text uh, talking about this movie, and he agreed, I was surprised he agreed with uh, everything I had to say, or a lot of what I, I thought about it, too. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, it's just a shame. Like, all these, all, all Star Wars movies seem to need some kind of fan edit to make them, to make them a, like, really great movie. And then I thought, yeah, like Rogue One, it just needs a fan edit where they just edit out the entire movie. That's <laughs> 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 pretty good. Yeah. It's just a title screening. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just title screen. The title screen goes out. It's just the, like, the, dial, the, the intro, intro script that they always do at Star Wars. And then yeah. the credits just continue on. <laughs> yeah, the credits just come up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Yeah, Star Wars. That was great." Yeah, that's how you. That's how you. That's the proper fan edit. Oh, Brayden, we didn't tell you, but when the movie started and like the Star Wars text <laughs> came up, I just started screaming, "Star Wars! Star Wars!" And, she, and like a few other people, like kind of weakly. A few, I think it was one me. other child that like uh, uh, yeah. a couple rolls ahead of us just clapped. I kind of just tricked them into clapping for a second, that's and awesome. they like quickly died out. And I was, and it was great because I didn't, I didn't feel embarrassed at all because I was like, you know, somebody did this. Yeah, really they probably normal. thought I did, and then they're gonna be. Like you weren't even supposed to be. <laughs> we all know. That's what Jonathan's saying. Don't draw attention to our lane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're gonna send me into the shame lane. So when, when the uh, lights went out at our our movie, uh, people started clapping and cheering. And I was like, oh my gosh! And then some people like, yeah, woo! And some guy let out this huge like Wookie noise. And everyone's like, yeah, hi, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and then it went quiet. And uh, right before the Star Wars music started, I yelled. Nerd! 
charged. <laughs> and then I didn't, but I didn't get to see what like the reaction was because then the Star Wars went, it was like super loud. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, and you were in that reaction. You were in that AVX theater too, so it's super loud. Yeah, so I didn't get. I would have liked that sound too. I love the sound in there, but it's just 3D. It's 3D. Yeah, and 3D was awful. And nobody cheered. Of course it was. I bet you. I bet you because the people who are going to see 3D are such dumb shit idiots yes. that Thanks, I bet boy. you if, if I had pulled that move I bet you everyone would have started oh, cheering yeah, along because sure. we didn't have anybody we, we cheering the before theater. or after it was, like, oh, yeah, it was a very casual yeah. theater actually oh, yeah. he had all the rich movie. civilized people at yours yeah like, oh I'm not gonna clap in the movie I'm not a Neanderthal <laughs> <laughs> so, more with a British accent yeah. didn't you have a lady with like a feather hat you said or something was that Conan O'Brien la- yeah but they left <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was the, the I'm not sitting in shame lane the nerve! <laughs> How dare they! Yeah, she would fit right at home on this rich person planet. Uh, we just made up this story of a story. <laughs> what a, what a stupid bitch! <laughs> she's just minding her own business. Just, she's just coming to try to see the movie. Here I'm yeah. standing up in front of my seat. Yeah, shame, Lane. Like, do you think she showed up in that movie and then laughed and thought, "Oh, there's a bunch of guys in this audience that are gonna." Trash talk me on their podcast tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. and come up with a whole backstory for me. No. Like I said, she went down as soon as she went down to Shame Lane. She should be. She's open to all podcasts, all criticism. Yeah. I wonder These are the people that deserve it. They I, had it coming. I wonder if uh, those guys are going to make up a story about me having sex with my son <laughs> after the after going home from the movie. And once no. you enter Shame Lane, that made up story becomes oh, yeah. fact. <laughs> yeah, this is why I don't go outside. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, you're outside. <laughs> What do you, you guys, so, you guys got any thought? I, I'm done. Like, I, well, I, so yeah, those I, two so things are my only thing. What makes this Codebreaker Casino subplot especially bad is that it was entirely pointless as well. Yeah, what do we say to somebody who tries to defend it and say, oh, no, that was a good scene. Like, that was... That it was, was just fun. a waste well, of How can time. I put the nail in the coffin? It had no... It was a fun... It was for the kids. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's... It was... I think they said that about Jar Jar like Binks, really, too. Yeah. yeah. I kind of expected him to show up. And, you <laughs> know, it amazing. had aminals and... Um, <laughs> the porgs. And the thing the is, other I, children. They're actual children there. I have there. to say, though, we were shitting on the porgs last time. I, I kind of like the porgs. I think really? Cool. Yeah, I, 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 I dig them. I yeah, dig them no. enough. They, they showed them a little too many times. Yes, they are uh, clear. Wait, like, this is this is to sell kids, toys. Yeah. But the design was funny. It's when a Chewbacca practical is, like, effect. like, eating one of them and the other one's looking all sad. <laughs> it's like, that was funny. Yeah, they're yeah, cute. So. They were funny. I like the expressions. I didn't mind being Disney emotionally manipulated by the eyes or whatever. You know, they're making yeah. them well, have they, these they were guys. They also, yeah, I didn't mind. I will say... They probably went a little too aggressive with how much they showed them, but they didn't go too aggressive. It wasn't so like, bad wasn't that I, I forgot about it till now, and I would have remembered if they had yeah, like, really... Yeah, absolutely. So the whole thing that makes the, the, the Codebreaker subplot... Porks. They showed the porks eight times, and I wanted to see them three times. That would have been the perfect yeah. cut. The down. thing that makes the Codebreaker subplot Editing. so bad is how pointless it is, and they do this thing, and then their plan ultimately fails. The whole- Not only does their plan ultimately fail, which is fine if a plan fails, that can still be relevant to the story, but it turns out there was already another working plan in place that yeah, would have yeah. rendered this yeah. whole thing Because the whole point of the plan was to disable this, this transponder tracking hyperspace thing by getting the Codebreaker, and uh, they ended up not being able to do it, and the Codebreaker betrays them and gets them caught by the First Order, uh, and but it's like, also- wow, that was 40 minutes for that? But also, yeah. holy crap. They just, they just didn't need to because General 
Laura Dern. Came, she she <laughs> came from in. Jurassic Park, the blonde chick, the hot blonde the purple, chick. From the Jurassic. purple haired chick. Yeah, but in uh, Jurassic she Park. She already was had a plan blonde. that. Oh, that was Laura Dern? Yeah. That, I couldn't figure out who the heck she was. Yeah, she had a really annoying hate. character that, in, in that the Star Wars hair, movie. that purple hair, man? I think that's what it was. I yeah. couldn't figure out who it was. Um, but she, already, she had one of those uh, African necks where they wrapped like, the coils around their neck and their necks get really long. Yeah. Cultural appropriation. She already yeah. had a, her, char- her character already had a working plan that, that didn't require the, the need yeah. of a codebreaker. That the only reason they went to do this codebreaker stuff was just because for for no reason at all she decided not to tell anyone this plan. And the communication. Well, there's just zero. It's like she's the they general. Were so bad at communication. Yeah, the like, communication. No wonder everyone's re- dying. Yeah, no wonder your re- re- well, rebels so small. It's like you can't <laughs> communicate. <laughs> hey, you guys, with each other. you guys want to meet us on Tatooine? Yeah. It's like, hey, we're on Tatooine, meeting you for the battle. It's like, no, it's the north side of Tatooine, yeah, yeah. guys. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. there you're reading no, the latitude backwards. There's no reason. <laughs> for her to not no. share this information well, they, this, they, this integral yeah. information well, he, he, for their whole they tried to save Oscar Isaac Leia. him and his guys they kind of they have a coup right and they all pull their guns on her and say look this is the plan this is what we're doing you can't stop us do you think she would have been like guys I have a different plan I actually yeah. what it is it hey, would have been like oh well, so, okay. Also, like Oscar Isaac, like I know he was getting in trouble with the character earlier in the movie because he was being hot-headed and they kind of falsely demoted him or whatever. But he's still like an mm. integral figure in the resistance. They could at least be like, "Oh no, 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 okay, don't worry, we actually do have a plan." Like I, I know, I know, I just demoted you or whatever, but you don't need to worry. We're going to do this, this, and this, this. So that right. would have eliminated the whole. And Leia clearly subplot. knew the plan too. So let me yeah. let me set this up for a second. So that the opening scene. Oscar Isaac, they say, Oscar Isaac, you got to get out of this battle right now. We need mm-hmm. you. We don't have very many guys. And he goes, No, I can take out this dreadnought ship. It's such, it's such a big deal. Oh yeah, that. And he ends up, he ends up doing it. But oh yeah, he, so many people die. Yeah, of so it. The, a lot of people die. But the weirdest thing about that scene was they have these bombing ships, and it's so they're in space that make no sense <laughs> yeah, at all. They're in space, and they're like, We got to get these bombing ships. Over, oh, yeah. o- over, over top <laughs> of the, work? over top of the Sith. Uh, I never thought of that. The Empire, uh, the Star- first first order ship, Star Destroyer looking thing. Yeah. So they they we, so so the the way that these bombing ships work is that they literally fly on top of the ship, above but they're the ship, but they're in space. So there's no such thing as above anything because there's no such thing as gravity. Time is an illusion. Right, right. But, <laughs> but, they're, but they're in space. You can't be on top of somebody no. because the, yeah, no. I'm on top of them, maybe I'm below them or to the side. Down is relative so to, to where you are. Down yeah. is relative. Near the other ship. Yeah, so they, so it had, but no, the but they established that they need to go on top of the ship. <laughs> uh, and, and they're like, so that we can drop the bombs on this. And I'm like, what the hell? Is this Hiroshima or something like this? Like, you guys haven't figured out how to launch bombs with a slingshot yet? Like, can't you just get a trebuchet yeah. on those freaking things to, to launch? Them. What gravity is That's bringing the bombs it doesn't, down? It doesn't make any sense because right. they go, they <laughs> have to fly above it to drop it. But it's like, where's the gravity coming from? The ship, I get it. It's and a maybe big it's ship. coming from the planet because they might be near a planet. No, That's, or what, That's what anything, I speculated. But like, they each bomb has its own little thruster. So, so I'm thinking. That's what I thought was going to happen because they started. But they you never could had, see these you bombs see before they dropped them. I'm like, okay, they're going to have some kind of thruster on them or something. Perhaps, like you were saying, because we speculated after the movie, maybe they were above, like flying above a planet. Well, but I was thinking, like, why would you? It's not clearly edited. But why would you design a bombing ship? They're like, uh, when can you use these bombing ships? Yeah. Only, only on yeah. a ship that's above a planet. Yeah, exactly. It, it, as soon as they get a little further from the planet, yeah. these ships Oops. don't work anymore. Uh, like our entire plan, the thing that basically screwed up everything with Oscar Isaac. So um, 
I, what I was just about to say doesn't make sense until I get a little further. So, yeah, the bombing ship doesn't make any sense. Almost all the bombing ships die. And I'm just like, man, if these... If they they all do die. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one of them gets well, a bomb off. one of them off. actually gets a bomb yeah. off, you know. Um, and, I, and I was just like, yeah, if these things just kind of... Like, if they just put a slingshot on these on these things and just kind of slung them, yeah. like, most of them probably could have survived. Uh, and they're the, they're the worst design ship ever. So, so... Back at the Rebel, now Leia's pissed off. She's like, Oscar Isaac, you defied my orders even though you made the right decision and blew up that dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's debatable because a lot of people died too. Um, and then uh, Leia doesn't, quote, dies, but she goes into a coma. Um, and then uh, what's-her-face from Jurassic Park, uh, Lena Laura Dern. Laura Dern, is like, yeah, Oscar Isaac. How I, dare you just I, about to say Lena Dunn. I, 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 know that you, uh, I know that you were demoted before you know, I took the command for Leia because she's, cause she's uh, in a coma, so uh, you better get off of my ship right now uh, because I know you're a hot-headed guy uh, and you're probably going to listen to my orders right now and not do anything skeevy because you have a track record for that already. It's like, why did she think that he was going to listen to her and not try some plan like why not at least say listen this is the plan we have but get the hell off my deck right like it's like she's like no I'm going to leave him in the dark so he starts coming up with weird plans that are probably going to intersect with mine and thus so Oscar Isaac's character actually starts to look kind of dumb like I I didn't like his character as much in the second one they established Mm -hmm. him as a great character but he starts doing weird things because they start putting him in weird situations and that's what triggers this whole code breaker thing so all they need to do is have her explain the plan to him maybe come up with some other reason or maybe not get him in that much trouble at all because he could have actually played a central role and it gets rid of the whole code breaker plot everything gets fixed the spiral of shame of the last jedi all starts with that one plot with oscar isaac being demoted yeah. everything spirals up you from don't there. demote someone headed guy you don't demote someone that handsome that's the moral of this story yeah that's the moral of the story if, <laughs> if oscar isaac was in a sex scandal he'd make it through just fine <laughs> too handsome it's almost as if the whole subplot because i remember thinking well that was pointless the benicio del toro just betrayed them nothing's gonna happen but yes i was so it was just so pointless but it was like is this just a whole setup so because they're like oh shoot we gotta have Finn and uh, Phasma fight. How are we gonna do that? Yeah, it's Maybe. just it almost just. I was like, thinking it's that fan service just taken. They just keep backing out into like, oh, I guess we have an yeah. hour of plot riz- ridden for this yeah. fan service. Let's put it <laughs> yeah. in. I was thinking that they just didn't. They didn't have much for Finn to do. So instead of actually just trying to write him into more scenes, they developed this whole plot for him. But the plot, like I said, mm. he, they fail at it, and then it turns out it was unnecessary in the first yeah. place. It, if you got nothing from the dude, just do what Han Solo does in Return of the Jedi. Just, just stand, get him to stand in front of a door in front of a door. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you remember yeah. that one scene uh, pretty late into the movie where they actually tried to give Finn something to do? So they're at the final little, the resistance stuck at this base on the planet, and there's this giant thing with. The, oh, yeah. oh my god! Uh, oh, this the, is so the bad. Battery, oh, yeah. The battery ram cannon. So they got a, it's this, it, they, they got this oh, one yeah. door protecting them, and, and the first order is. It's a giant out. door. It's like a million miles large. It's, yeah. like, it's like 9,000 tons of steel door. Like so just the this first, huge nice door. The really first nice. order is really dragging. Nice this battery ram looking thing which just turns out is a giant laser cannon and that's when they're flying those junker ships toward him to stop it it kind of looks like a giant pocket pussy it's just like there's (laughs) this this big hole uh, that you know it's called a flashlight yeah if you you had 
a Fuck. if you had one of Michael That's Bay's so transformers, gross. they would have gone up and started screwing this 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 battering ram. They would have battered rammed the battering so ram laser hole. All the junker ships, the resistance, the good guys are flying towards trying to shoot down this this cannon thing that they realize we got to shoot it directly into the like the hole where the laser comes out of. But they just can't get close enough because it's protected by those big Walker ATAT Walker looking things. Um, but Finn decides all everyone else is backing away because they realize this is a lost cause. We can't do it. But Finn's like, no, this is the only way. To, Everyone's to getting stop shot him. at and stuff. His laser gets disabled, and he decides like, I'm going to be a hero. I'm just going to try. I'm going to fly right into this thing and blow up the whole thing. And now, is it bad that when they were first uh, establishing that someone was going to? suicide into it that I assumed it would be the Asian chick. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a joke about her kamikaze. You know, kamikaze. <laughs> I was thinking it was her. I think she's Vietnamese, but that yeah. was my first assumption. I was like, oh. Well, yeah, I thought that's that's that was going to happen. with the bomb. The bomb ship at the beginning. Oh, the true. sister. Oh, now I'm hungry for Vietnamese. <laughs> Let's get some pho. But that's so... Also, so Finn decides, like, I'm going to sacrifice myself to save all my yeah. friends and the resistance. And then just as he, he's seriously like right maybe, maybe 50 feet away, and he's flying real fast in the ship, so 50 feet is not far. He's just about to nail this thing, and the Asian chick who's kind of become friends with Finn, like it's kind of like one of those moments where you see you know, one person tackle another person out of the way yeah. of something, but they're both in these junker ships, so she just crashes her ship into Finn's ship, Potentially killing like both of really them. Really likely killing very them. easily. She's, I thought One that she them. was dead at the end of the movie. Yeah, I actually did she too. She might have. Was she? No, they, well, they dragged her. She's she alive. needs medical attention. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so but, they, they basically left it. I think we were talking last night. They left so they left it open that maybe she's dead and maybe she's not based on oh, yeah. audience re- response <laughs> yeah. to her character. So if nobody, if it ends up <laughs> no one likes her, they'll just be like, yeah, she died. But if everyone loved <laughs> oh, her, they're yeah. like, no, she's alive. Don't worry. But it's so funny because like, what the fuck was she thinking? Like, she crashes her ship into his likely going to kill them both and then also all of the resistance will die as well. Yeah. Like that was that was an insane so Yeah, she should have joined him in the hole. She, <laughs> she should have yeah. went in with him. That's like that would have worked. I, mean, I, know, no I thought I was like whatsoever. so you saved one guy and now yeah. the whole resistance Hold is going to die You now. saved one guy with a plan that will is there's like a 99% chance we'll kill him. And anyway. then also <laughs> like, he'll yeah, die. Such a bad also man. he'll die right after when the whole army they're like literally right beside is just going to yeah. fire like him. It's like if I was driving and I saw you crossing the street and I saw another car that was about to hit you and I'm like, no, I'll save you, Brayden, and just drove my car into you so the other car wouldn't hit you. It's like, I did it. That car didn't hit him. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, it's uh, such a, <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? So, and you just think it's like, okay, so we wasted 45 minutes of this episode uh, uh, because because we needed Finn to have something to do. Yeah, maybe he should have died so that that doesn't happen in the oh, next. I movie. did. Yeah. I did think it when when he when when the stupid Asian chick saves him with her horribly Quote dangerous saves. plan. I remember thinking, oh, you kind of just ruined what could have been a good character moment. Like they clearly didn't have anything for Finn to do, and this was actually yeah. something. It's like okay, yeah, you could have said nice... the the movie's about uh, this guy who has nothing to do for the whole movie, and the character arc is that he finds something to do, which is kill himself. Which dies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a good character arc. Yeah. You know, it was, it's like if you're depressed, just kill yourself. Insanity. At least you can say you did something. His, his plan was very reminiscent of Randy <laughs> Quaid in Independence Day, where he flies right into the ship yeah. as the tractor beams coming out. I was thinking about the exact same movie when I thought, I was like, oh, it's just, the whole movie is just a big Independence Day. <laughs> <movie."> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, do you guys have any other? I, I'm, I'm Last, so, 
Sorry, you, no, you go ahead. I last, got a couple like, things. final thoughts I had is that this movie does... Maybe we should get Braden's final thoughts because he hasn't been talking for the last hour. He, he can get the final final. I'll get the final <laughs> final. Uh, <laughs> this movie digs a little close, not too bad, but a little close into, like, Dragon Ball Z prequel shit in a couple scenes. Like, so yeah. I, I make that reference. Like, I always hated in the prequels and the, the Star Wars extended universe, like, books and shit that followed. They established the Jedi as, like, these crazy... Like, they have insane like moving abilities. mountains like, and stuff. They're like right? lifting mountains with their mind and throwing them at each other and they're doing all these laser dance matrix fight scenes and it's cool and look how they're so powerful but you watch the original trilogy and it's like uh, they're just really in tune with what's going like almost like yeah. a spider sense but that like spidey sense that's yeah. not as strong or- well Luke Luke kind of talks about it in the movie and he's he's trying to describe everything in the universe to Ray and, yes. and he says he says the Jedi don't own the Force. Like this, just is there exactly. all the time. It connects all these things. It's the tension between every piece of matter and like and and whatnot. I thought it was like an and interesting the Jedi are just more in tune with it. Everyone's yeah. blah blah. blah. He, he immediately so, turns his back on that and goes, "Oh, my Jedi religious books. Like I have to protect these books." After like going on this huge rant yeah. about how none of that matters and how the Force just exists and the Jedi <laughs> is really just people kind of like using that or whatever. And then they burn down his like Jedi books. Like, no, I'm not. My books. <laughs> so there's a scene near the end of the movie where the resistance is they're escaping out of that bunker I was talking about. They find some exit at the back, but it's blocked by a, like a whole shitload of like heavy ass rocks, like just broken pieces of mountain. Ray's on the other side of it, and she uses her powers to like lift them all. And it's like it's basically like lifting a mountain. What she does, and it's like ah, this is. You should be avoiding this prequel Jedi or the most I powerful. I really didn't she like. She just moved like a said, bunch of boulders. I will say I, it wasn't that bad, but it is getting into. It that was territory. like one one millionth of a mountain. Dude, you watch, you watch, <laughs> em, you watch <laughs> Empire at the very beginning when Luke gets attacked by the Wampa, that that Sasquatch, the yeah. snow Sasquatch looking thing, and he's hanging upside down, and he's like using his force powers to pull the lightsaber toward him, and it's like he really has to struggle to do yeah. it. I know he just woke up and he's kind of knocked out or whatever, but it's like that's more in line with their their powers and abilities, and then they're just good well, with martial arts and stuff. This whole idea of them like lifting mountains, what Ray did at the end, it's not full on that bad, yeah. But to me, it's breaching into that territory which I don't like. It, it puts me off a bit. Well, Luke does lift his ship out of a swamp in Empire. Yeah, but Yoda I would, does. I was just thinking. Oh, why Yoda does? does? Yeah. I thought he did. No, Luke fa- well, he tries to, and Luke but there's the to. potential to do it. So. <laughs> but 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 even then, like it's Yoda who's supposed to be like the He's most, the most powerful yeah. Jedi of all time. Ah, fair it seemed a little hard for him too. And respect and Yoda, like like he's like it takes him a minute. Like he's not struggling per se, but it's definitely like it's a little bit of an effort. Um, like, it's it's definitely yeah. Then you get to the. Prequels. I think that she should just should have just done like a rock at a time or something. Like I think they yeah, could have yeah. easily or just something it. else. It wasn't that interesting of a scene. No, like, no. It, it wasn't like amazing. floating for some reason. Uh, to make her look more stoic and powerful, like I don't, I, it I was kind of weird. Like I said, it wasn't the the most egregious thing, it but dumb. it is, it is. It you're, didn't you're, look good either. It you're looked putting, stupid. You're putting your foot in the door of prequels when you so, do stuff like that. For me, one one thing I wanted to mention. This is pretty nerdy. Is on the island. This whole when, episode's pretty fucking nerdy. Nah, We're bitching about Star Wars. This is, yeah, this you is, know the name <laughs> of the snow monster thing in Empire. I think I do. Or Wampa, I think so. it's Wampa. Yeah, it's not Tauntaun. Tauntaun. The thing is that he cuts open and goes in. Yeah, dude. If I ever had a Chinese food restaurant, you could, you'd be able to order. Tauntaun wontons. I get some wampa with a Can side order of tauntauns? Tauntaun wontons. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Asian food. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, oh, Asian uh, oh, this is yeah, this is a themed Asian theme. What are, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, well, it's like the wampas. Like it's themed. It's like, no, we're just we're just eating wampas. No, <laughs> <laughs> pretty simple. Um, yeah, Ewok. Wh- 
<laughs> it went, yeah, oh, right. it's a code. Oh. Let's get the code, oh master. Electronic uh, what? There was a so when the, when she's training with Luke, uh, they had a bunch of scenes there, and you'll notice that the lighting in those scenes was very particular. That it was like there was no natural lighting, but it was clearly like a spotlight kind of on them, and it made it made this effect. Like it's this, there's the, like all the shadows are very stark on their face and whatnot. So um, it's that. when Ray when Ray is training with Luke, and they have they have there's a lot of scenes when she's talking to him or she's training. And there's and like the way the lighting is, it's this very artificially created lighting. It looks like they're filming a play. Like it looks like they've dramatized a play, and and you know you have a dark room, so you're really just lighting what you want. And I have to admit, like I think creatively, I really really like the way that it looked. Like it looked almost plasticky, like how some how some new games, the way they try to make things look real realistic on the PS4, and they look almost. Plast like they almost look like clay in a weird way. I remember you you're hinting at this while watching the theater. I, I didn't get this vibe. I thought the whole movie I on a technical. What you'd notice is that the sh so if you have somebody's shadow on their face, like the light would be shining on one side of their face, and their other side of their face would be quite a bit darker than if it was natural so light. Like so, the just shadow three point lighting. No, yeah, but, but they're but Thank they're you, but they're just doing like it outside. A real lighting guy would do. <laughs> it, it was a very particular. I noticed it immediately in the trailer. Any shot that had, I was like, oh wow, that's that's a really interesting look. Um, it kind of looks like uh, tilt shift photography, where like you kind of make things look like models. Um, and it's hard for me to describe. Maybe I'll post some screenshots or something. But I, I just oh, want to mention, those. creatively, it was uh, like something I haven't seen in a lot of other movies, and I really really liked it. Like I I like this. Yes. I like this look. For all the shitting on that we've done, it's like overall I'd say it's a good movie. But and there's some great creative. It's, get, great, get, it's the extreme things. lows that mm -hmm. really tie it down. But it does have extreme highs. But, uh, Braden, you had some. So the, the little kid across the aisle um, who had this funny you comment. Oh, yeah, yeah. About halfway through the movie, during so there's a scene where Leia, or Leia, Ray, Rhea, uh, she's, <laughs> she's kind of like go, she's struggling with. Uh, the force, right? And the, the yeah. dark side's kind of tempting her a bit. And she goes into this hole in the ground, which is like symbolic of her exploring the, the dark side of the force, I guess. And she goes in and like there's that scene where there's like multiple rays and she's doing the snap thing and it echoes. And yeah. it, it's kind of a cool looking weird scene. And I was indifferent to that scene. I yeah. didn't hate it. I was like, I kind of liked I'm it. Watching a thing. I liked the way that it looked. I wasn't sure yeah. how it tied in. I got, so, I got what they were getting at, like you said. It's like she's, she's dwelling into the darkness within mm -hmm. her as well as within the silence. I thought it had something to do with time that you could see. Ah, sure, why time. not? Multiplicity. It was the closest Star Wars has gotten to a horror movie, that that little bit, so I kind of liked it. Yeah, but, it was cool. Um, the kid, So the kid across the aisle she goes... She goes down in that hole, right? It's freaky. Yeah, she goes guess, in that yeah. weird vagina hole. Yeah, just like the... the, the it was really dark. And well, like yeah, a yeah, butthole, yeah. I guess. So the... Uh, the broken the, mirror. The, yeah, the, yeah, the broken mirror part. So We the, all know what's in. The kid goes... Dad, I'm scared. Like <laughs> no so way. loud. Yeah, I was like, oh, you little wimp. And then, <laughs> and then near the end of the movie, where uh, Luke shows up, you know it's Luke. It's not yeah, right away. Right I made here. a point right there because you see the silhouette yeah. of Luke, and I was like, oh, it's Jar Jar Binks. He's yeah. got, <laughs> he's, he showed up. Been awesome. yeah. <laughs> he's a help. Yeah. I'm all for like if you're gonna ruin a potentially good movie, just really go for yeah. it. <laughs> that would have been great. So you you see the silhouette. You don't know. No, no, it's Luke yet. You do, and you the don't. kid goes. Is that Vader? <laughs> that was you're awesome. Like, no, you stupid little shit. That's clearly Luke Skywalker. You're some kind of idiot. Yeah, you're no son yeah. of mine would say that. It's pretty funny. I thought it was funny, too, when they ride out in those junkers at the end because you, you don't quite get a good look right away. And I was like, oh, please tell me those are pod racers. Oh, yeah. in old you know what's funny? I thought when they when they first started, uh, when they're on the rich person planet and they were the, the camera pans over to a racetrack, it, I went. I think I said out loud, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be a bunch of podcasts. But I, oh, but I immediately, <laughs> I immediately thought, oh, no, podcast, I, I, podcast. Yeah, just no, two, no, two hours listening to people trying to make jokes. <laughs> I immediately thought that they were swoop racers from this the video game Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic the for the Xbox. What's a swoop racer? Uh, it's like it's kind of like a pod racer, but it's mainly just goes straight. And then, uh, so like, so you, so you're like on a, it's like NASCAR. You're on a, li- you're on a limited track, like so. Say this drag table, cars? and then, and then there, yeah, it's it's kind of more like a drag race, but there's obstacles that you kind of just have to avoid as you go by moving there. left or right. Yeah, by it's just like kind of you just strafe left or right. It's and like then, those stupid mobile car games that you. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that. It's, it doesn't anything. control so well. Yeah. <laughs> it's from 2002. In and, the broken uh, mirror scene, I was when, hoping it was a super. When she was in front of the mirror and she said, "Show me my parents," and then. The mirror became, yeah. and I saw her. I just the song from yeah. the movie The Stupids. I'm my own grandpa. Started playing. <laughs> oh, that's not so funny. Yeah, because I'm my own grandpa. It's kind of this Harry Potter, like you know, the mirror in the first Harry Potter. One, I haven't like, watched where he's, any where he Harry wants, Potter movie. And it shows you. Oh, okay, well, it shows you what you most desire or whatever. <laughs> I just nod in my head, know at you, but I've only seen one of them. It's like the, the mirror. <laughs> it's like the mirror of Premanocta or something like that. Yeah. And it, it shows you what you most desire, and Harry Potter sees his parents. So it's like I was like, oh, this is kind of similar to that yeah there were some similarities though like we're like luke at empire when you know when he kills vader in that tree or whatever and it's 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 just just like that yeah and and then also uh luke tells her don't go don't go and then yoda says that to luke i was like oh man are they this is way too similar but then what ends up happening with ray and uh Kylo Ren ends up being very different, but yes, yeah, so yeah, not a ton of similarities. I, th- I think they actually mirrored Empire just enough. They got just to enough, point yeah. where it's like, okay, see yeah. the similarities. This is the the second one. It's the character at the lowest point, so it's kind of the darkest uh, tonally. Uh, but they definitely avoided making it. Mm-hmm. A and they had some really AP. different themes too. And it wasn't bleak enough at the end, though. Right. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to be a little more hopeless, but they well, kept. Well, Blue, oh, Blue, it's that Blue. final scene that Wait, made it's it like, yeah, it's hopeful. hope, and the little kids are playing. I was like, no, I want, I, I want to leave feeling a little ooh, gutted. You yeah, know? like Han Solo <laughs> well, and Carbonite. I thought of they're like all their celebration after, like at the near the end of the movie after all they've been through. Like, yeah, I, it's like, it's, I was like, are you kidding? You I would be, be celebrating. Drinking. Yeah, it's you like, should be drinking. Yeah, all, all your, your friends bombers, are dead. All your friends in the escape pods died. Everything's toast. They're Everything's on a millennium. Everyone's the dead. The whole resistance <laughs> like, is on the Millennium Falcon. The Everyone's yeah, dead, and right. all of our plans failed. <laughs> There's like all. I was like, yeah. uh, we just barely survived. There's like 20 left. They're all on the, on the Falcon, and uh, Ray's like, "What are we gonna do?" And mm-hmm. Leia goes. This is all we need. Yeah, I'm like, hope, the, hope we, the hope we yeah. conjured today will inspire generations to come. Yeah, it feels unwarranted because it's like, like the whole movie uh, is kind of dark. You guys got your ass well, kicked. Be all fair. their plans fail. Yeah. Everyone, like a lot of people die. And a lot like, of people die. I understand where they want it. It's an ending for what's basically a kid's movie. Uh, they kind of got to turn it around, but they didn't do it in a way that felt like they earned it. Well, to yeah. be fair, uh, Princess Leia was dead, so that's a pretty good line for a dead person to write. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, uh, <laughs> Do I want to close it there? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I, I, I got nothing more. Let's on la- Star leave Wars. it on a high note. Uh, thanks for listening. See you guys in uh, next two Wednesdays. So long, losers. Goodbye. Goodbye.